Disney Channel original movie rewatch review whatever you want to call it kind of podcast uh, old time review <laughs> our, your D commentators this week are Luke and Emma the original sibling pair we don't have a um, guest yet probably because we don't have that many friends no I'm just kidding probably because these are our first two episodes and we're just trying yes. to get them out for you guys in a timely manner because we know that the we know the world needs this. We're doing God's work, and we're trying to get sure. these episodes out for you as fast as possible, just to be starting off. So we don't have a guest yet, but I promise you, I think next week we will have our first guest. Next month. Next month. The show. Jesus, God, you're right. Okay, I next month. I know, it's month. tough, right? It's, it's a weird thing about I always say week. show. You, I, I, I noticed this. I did the same thing in the last episode. Uh, but anyway, so uh, this, this month we are covering the... Uh, I would say seminal classic. <laughs> I don't. I, we can't open the show with calling all of them classics. We have to set a bar. If if it feels right in my heart, I'm gonna say it. And this was a cinematic masterpiece, as was, I was the last say, week. I was gonna say somewhat underappreciated is what I was gonna say. Oh well, to each his own. Because I remembered this movie, and it was uh, just as good as I remembered it being. I that's the thing. I had never seen this movie before. And I gotta say, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but there was some times where I was just like, ugh. I mean, that could be said for a lot of films. But, okay. So this week we're reviewing Princess Protection Program, starring... Yes, we didn't say the title yet. Yeah, but I mean, do you even need it at this point? You know where we're going. Princess Protection Program goes without saying, starring two of today's biggest stars, if one could say. That's, I think, only half true, maybe. Demetria Lovato as Princess Rosalinda, and Selena Gomez as uh, Carter. Bait Girl, <laughs> whatever the hell her C- real name, Carter. Carter Bait Girl Mason. Yes, okay. Which, ten, if, if any of you are Power Rangers fans, rhymes with Carter Grayson. Okay, shut up. Um, do we have any DCOM news to talk about before we get jump yes, into the movie? we have a very brief amount of decom news and i also want to take this segment to apologize to our listeners because last episode was a little too long mainly because we got excited about decom news but we're not going to get i think we just liked hearing the sound of our own voices for the first time that too we were infatuated um, with our own hilarity and we're going to keep it quicker this time we're going to keep ourselves under the gun it would listen this is this is only that was only our first episode you can't expect us to hit hit the (laughs) ground with our hit the ground running we're learning learn Uh, with us grow with us Grow with us. This is we're all going to come out changed by the end of the show. I'm already feeling changed. It's 4:30 p.m. I'm already drinking a glass of wine. I'm Wait, growing. What? I it's a Sunday. This is this is my time for rest, relaxation, and personal growth. And decoms. Mm-hmm. Don't forget decoms. But the only decom news I have this week is a little bit more about Descendants too. The what is shaping up to be the cinematic uh, moment of of next summer. Did you say the moment? So, like no, I meant I was gonna say the Disney the moment. Word. So the demoment. No, I, I'm not that brand. I'm not that branded. I was trying to say a cinematic event, but I forgot the word the event. The D film of the year. 
yeah <laughs> the cinematic event of next summer and it's just a little tiny thing but um they've announced another villain child and we have a young very young much younger than the other actors a girl by the name of anna oh Cathcart. she's 12 i saw this yeah. she's legitimately an infant she's the youngest one um but she's playing drizella who is one of uh, Cinderella's evil stepsister. She's playing her daughter. Yikes! We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with villains, aren't we, folks? A, l- a little bit. One of the one, is... not both. One of the ugly stepsisters' children. Just the one. Mm-hmm. And also, my question is, why? Like, are, aren't they supposed to be in high school in the Descendants? Why is there? A yeah, I don't know. She's just quite literally an infant. And it also sounds like they're casting this movie, like. As they're filming it. Like, they're like, she's been cast. Pretty much. And they're shipping her to Toronto tomorrow. Like, you get cast in this thing, they <laughs> throw a script at you, and you go immediately into, like, Kenny Ortega's dance layer in the bowels of Toronto. <laughs> like, you do not get time oh, to yeah. say goodbye to your we family. Didn't... It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. You are immediately, you must go defend our country in Toronto and learn how to song and dance. Only the man with the best jazz hands can make it out Exactly. Alive. <laughs> but uh, for those we mentioned him last episode, we didn't really expand on it. But for those of you who don't know, Kenny Ortega is the is the man who did all the choreography for the High School Musical. If movies. you don't know who Kenny and Ortega I, is, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. I don't want to already <laughs> cut our audience of two people and, in half, but you should probably get the fuck out. Yeah, and uh, but he's a fantastic choreographer. I think he's dire- I think he directed Descendants too. Did he? Maybe. Um, I, yeah, but he's very very good. His choreography is quite literally legendary among Disney Channel original movie fans. That's one of the best parts about Descendants is the Kenny Ortega oh, choreography. Oh, Ronda the Court quite literally woke something within me that I didn't know yeah. existed. But okay, if, yeah, we're moving on from Disney Channel original movie news. Let's get so into the let's movie. Talk, let's talk about, no, let's talk about our cast. Oh, our cast uh, of the movie. Right. So let's talk First about our cast. First of all, no, cast. shut up. So, I'm talking now. Um, Emma's very excited about this every I want to just say, off point blank range, did you like it? What would you say in a sentence? I liked it more than I thought I would, but it was not good. Um, it was okay. Okay. I would have to say I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I, I laughed. I cried. You cried? Multiple what? times. Multiple times. Like and out folks, of laughter? No, no, no. Genuine, genuine emotion. emotion. Like full on Good Lord. tears. And I will say... As I am sipping on a glass of Sauvignon Blanc at 4.40 p.m., I watched this movie completely sober and cried. Wow. wow. Real also, tears. Also, question, if you're drinking wine right now, are you at least drinking it out of the Disney princess glass I got Of course you I am. In order to be on... Of course okay, I am. Okay, good. Thank you for being on brand. Mm-hmm. I got I got Emma for Christmas this year. I got her a wine glass that says, I'm 99% sure I'm a Disney princess and has her name I on the I will say, full disclosure, um, I didn't know that you could not put that in the dishwasher. The first time oh. around, and I did it, and now it only says nine percent Disney Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so, take that with what yeah. you will. I think that's. I think that was fate. I think that was God it. trying I, to I, tell I, me I something. Yeah, I think he was trying to. Crush he was trying to say, if you're but, drinking wine at four thirty p.m. on a Sunday, you are nowhere near a Disney princess. You're a piece <laughs> of trash. So yeah, this movie I thought was okay. I'm really surprised that you cried because there's not mm. too many. Genuinely multiple sad, times, not just cried ones. once. I cried multiple times. Well, I can't wait to hear about when we cried. But let's talk about our actors. Let's talk about your girls. Dimitri actors and is a Selena. loose term again. These two both just should have went right to a music career, and I don't know if that was a mistake because the acting here is questionable at best. Yeah, 
Selena is really phoning it in, despite this being really early in her career. Oh, she doesn't give a like, shit. This, I think this is pre-Wizards of Waverly Place. She's already, like, introduced. plotting dating Justin Bieber, and, like, the th- she's, like, writing the lyrics. Or, no, who am I kidding? She doesn't write her own lyrics. But she's already thinking about the same old love music video. Like, she is so far phoned out of this Disney Channel bullshit, she could not care less. Um, yeah, she's... Well, no, that's the thing. Is she's. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm like 90% sure this was pre-Wizards of Waverly Place. No, it's not. Are you Positive. sure? It's like mid... She was in Wizards of Waverly Place. Because I read I'm in the fun facts of the movie that they teased this movie. This was like the height of them at Disney Channel, Luke. The, Demi was in Signing with the Chance and Selena was doing Wizards of Waverly Place. And that's how they like... No, they right. like promote this movie with like Wizards of Waverly Place marathons yeah. and Signing with a Chance marathons because... If we know Disney loves one thing, it is cross-promotion. Cross yeah. So. Um, but you're right. And for the listeners who are just listening to this because this is a Disney Channel podcast, I really am not super into music, so I have not followed the careers of Demetria and Selena very far. But you will recognize them both as Selena Gomez playing uh, Alex Russo, Wizards of Waverly Place, um, and Demi Lovato as Sunny on Sunny with a Chance, or as I personally met her first, that one girl on As the Bell with Rings, a gap which was the f- with a massive gap yep. tooth, massive gap tooth. And then tooth they were like, "Bitch, the- if you want your own show, you better close that gap, close it up." <laughs> and she did. Right, she but, did. Yes. Um, if you are a normal person, you will know Selena as someone who recently dragged Justin Bieber to hell on Instagram, <laughs> and Demetria as the ex girlfriend of Wilmer Valderrama. I, and what? Who, who has not released music in a while, but keeps performing cool for the summer at every award show, even if people ask her to stop. It's, yeah. But I would, just a couple things about the, some of their co-stars, because ba- let's face it, they're <gasps> the only two important people. Jamie Chung but... is in this movie. Jamie Chung! Jamie Chung is in this movie, and she plays the uh, stereotypical mean girl, mean girl mm-hmm. but she's Asian for diversity. Um, she's the only um, diverse character in this movie, correct? Except for Selena Pretty Gomez, much. who's Latina. Which is confusing in its own. Right. But yes, she is. She played Mulan in Once Upon a Time. I she's in I, Big Hero I, 6. Yeah, she's the voice of Gogo Tamango in Big Hero mm-hmm. 6. Uh, so she's doing good, it seems like. I will say Proud I her. interviewed her once for work, and she was a delight. She's a lovely human oh. being. So. Oh, wait. I just lost a lot of respect for her, because apparently she was Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball Evolution. Which is a garbage movie that right. spits in no the face of everything like, Dragon Ball. Um, People care. Anyway, so after besides her, she's great. She's actually kind of really fun in this movie. She's good. She she's Chelsea. good. I don't. Yeah. My, I don't hate uh, her. Let's let's talk about Nicholas Braun real quick. Nicholas Braun plays Ed, the dad, who is the stare. No, no. <laughs> Ed's her. Ed's the creepy friend. Who is Ed, that? Kid? Ed is the guy who is like, I'm the nerdy one who records everything. That's my thing. Why is that a stereotype um, in teen movies? It's always. Since, like, American I Beauty. Like, what nerd did you ever know that walked around with a video camera? Like, that would get you arrested in 2016. <laughs> pretty pretty much. And also the fact is that it's like, they're supposed to be, it's supposed to be implied that he has a huge crush on Selena Gomez's character, but it, nothing ever It goes happens. nowhere. It goes nowhere. Nope. Like, you think she's gonna not go with the super hot but douchey dude but and then go with ed but nope nothing Goes ever no, happens i feel it's like what, that was a cut scene like that was cut for time there must have been some sort of well considering considering how this movie ends which made me immediately want to cringe my computer cringe. the movie at the end of this movie is crazy i want to amend my earlier statement and say i love this movie i cried i laughed i wet myself except for the end at which part i wanted to crack my computer and <laughs> 
Because, yeah, it basically has two endings, and the first one's fine, and then they decided, you know what, let's throw a second okay. one in there. And it's, but he's, but I mostly know Nicholas uh, Braun as he is Zach from Sky High, the glow guy. Yes. Oh, um, that's which is what a, I know him from. I could not figure that out. I, I didn't even bother to look him up. Like, I did, because I was like, is that Jamie Chung? And I, then I, I IMDb'd this movie, and I was like, it is Jamie Chung, wow. And... I didn't even give enough of a shit to IMDb Ed because he played such a non-role. Well, no, yeah, he's actually, he's done pretty all right for himself, I gotta say. For, by the way, I think there's a really good chance we're doing a bonus episode on Sky High because I, I freaking love that movie. I fucking love that movie. We're good, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's he's been doing all right. I mean, that was, he actually was on Sky High. Sky High came out before this. But um, he was in, apparently, oh, he was in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with Tina Fey. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. I saw that. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's so been... he's been in some stuff. He's he's doing okay. Good on you, Ed. Good uh, on you. Yep. Good way to go, Ed. You're doing better than we ever could have thought. Yeah, keep getting that paper. Have... Get that paper. Make that paper. Then we've got um, Molly Hagen as the director of the Princess Protection Program, and doing nothing. A quite literally unplaceable accent. Yeah. No. I. That, what, is she supposed I, to be Russian? No. Everyone who works the Princess Protection Program is vaguely European. Like no. You. Know, I would say you that could I could compare it. her. Accent most closely to like Boris and Natasha. Yeah, it's of, vaguely Eastern like, European. But couldn't, but like jokey faced your, yes, uh, Eastern European. Yes, it's very. Like someone doing a bad Eastern like European Like she's clearly, purpose. she's clearly trying to do like it. In Soviet her. Russia, car drives you. Like that's what um, it sounds like. But she doesn't have too much. Like she has a lot, but nothing super that I want to talk about. Um, like she's still been doing work. Apparently she's in the new that Sully movie that's coming out with Tom Hanks. Um, Congrats. Right. But the thing I want to bring up to you is uh, she was the mom in a little Nickelodeon show called Unfabulous, which Emma loves. I love that show. Um, I recognized her from that. I didn't even need to look it up because (laughs) that's how much I love that show. Unfabulous. I was like, oh, that's that mom from that amazingly bad Emma Roberts show I couldn't get enough of. It starred Emma Roberts. It was on Nickelodeon. And Emma, for two years, it was on for three years. For two years, Unfabulous was on. Emma insisted that she hated it, and it was a horrible, horrible show. I was too old for it. I was, I'm, I'm like Emma Roberts' age. Yeah. I should not have been watching but that's that the show. thing, is you insisted that you hate that show, but you watched every single episode. Like you'd be, <laughs> I absolutely like, loved I would walk, it. I would walk downstairs, and you'd be watching Unfabulous, it. and I was like, Emma, why are you watching this? You hate this show, and you're like, I know, it's terrible. And it's I finally got to you. Secretly DVRing every yeah, episode to watch Emma to Roberts. that you actually loved it. <laughs> and, uh, All I have to say for any unfabulous watchers out there, the other six of them, I know that you're out there. Um, 99 songs about Jake Pahari is the album of the <laughs> Jake Pahari. Jake Pahari. Uh, next is the guy who plays Donnie, who's like the douchiest character in any Disney Channel original movie ever. Oh, I don't fuck want, that kid. I don't want to put oh. that label out there too soon, but this dude blows. He was terrible. Like Awful. his name is Robert Adamson. And he's actually done some pretty, like, decent work. I don't care. We don't need to hear. But, Continue. Okay, fine. He did a show called Hollywood Heights and was on The Young and no the Restless for a really long Continue. time. Continue. Continue. Luke, shut up. I'm done. But except for the dad, whose name is Tom Verica, whose character's name is Joe Mason, but his name is just Mason. No one ever calls Again, him Again, I'm going to say own... it. Absentee what? father. Pretty much. 
Um, um, and again, the mom is dead, but Disney is, is much less dead? upfront about it. They, they never yeah. say. It's it's implied, and we'll talk or, about it. Or, you know it. what? Maybe she was like, fuck you and your terrible job and this worm shack we live in, and she fled. That's fair. We don't she know. Could, they, they could be, they could, she could be just have divorced and yeah. gave him entirely the rights to her daughter. Because but she hated her daughter it. because... Here's a hot take on this movie. Carter is a bitch. She is. Um, <laughs> but the only thing to note with him is that he did 15 episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. So that's pretty good. That was good a good show him. I saw here. So, uh, yeah, those are our main actors. And let's go straight into Princess Protection Program. Okay. Uh, so this movie opens with shots of swamps and... Immediately, I thought it was Florida, but they make it very clear it's Louisiana. But I want and you I... to know that this movie is fully shot in Puerto Rico, and it very <laughs> obviously looks like Puerto Rico. No, it looks like Florida. It does not look like Louisiana. It looks like Puerto Rico and Florida. No yeah, part of was... it looks like Louisiana. Not a single shot of it. And they just, the only reason, the only thing that they did to slightly make it look like Louisiana is have them work at like a bait shop. Like, mm-hmm. if otherwise... Which could have been Puerto Rico. too. Like, I, they are driving... We went to Puerto Rico once, and we're there fully driving down that road, and I'm like, I have driven down that road in Puerto Rico. Like, it is... There's, like, beautiful ocean views. Like, this is just oh, not Demi in Lovato, Louisiana. I've been down that... I've been down that road. I've been down so, yeah, road. it opens... It opens up on swamps, and you... And, like, like way too many pictures of swamps. Like, you get it. Mm-hmm. We then cut to Selena Gomez... And behind the Jesus counter of a bait, a bait shop called Joe's Bait Shack, mm-hmm. and this is literally like in the freaking sticks. Like it's disgusting. oh, it's they. She and lives in a a junkyard, swamp. a junkyard. Yeah. Not even and just a swamp. Like their home is a trash heap, is what I would describe it's, it as. Yeah, it's garbage. It's literally horrible, which is crazy considering the fact that, as we'll learn later, the dad is a secret agent. Yes. Um. So she's working at the bait shop, and then this dude comes up and throws bait on the door, the table, and she's like, hey, you can't just... And then she looks up it's and It's very sees... apparent she likes him because she just doesn't charge him. Also, why doesn't this complete dick in a nice car need bait? Is he going down to the fishing hole after school? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I wrote that down too. He's literally... We find out that they have a deal set up where she will give him free bait if he gives but, her a ride but to school. But we never but see like, him drive her to school. He, bait? he never drives her to school. No, and that's the thing. If this is a pre-existing deal, how big of a douche is this guy that he doesn't remember oh, her name? Insane. Because, yeah, like he, he says that. By the way, she he says he's like, uh, I don't know your name, and she goes Carter, and that's when he learned her name. And I totally think they named her Carter because we, they wanted to get across that she's a tomboy, oh, so they gave her a boy. Don't name. worry, if you didn't know that she was a tomboy at this point, they're about to hammer it home. And she's not dressed girly or anything. She's literally no. just wearing like a t-shirt again. and a Joe's no, bait no, no. shop No, no, no. Again, hat. again. This and is, I have this written down in my notes. I wear, this is something that I've seen across the board in all Disney Channel movies, especially female-driven ones. Um, I absolutely love it when the main character is like ridiculed for wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Like, she walks yes. up to the car that Jamie Chung and the friend are in and like, he also now can't give her a ride because his girlfriend and her bitchy friend are in the backseat. Except it's not his girlfriend. It's crazy. Are, is it's she not, not his, his girlfriend? girlfriend? No, because he tries to hit on Rosie hard when that comes I just up. think he's a bad boyfriend. I just thought he was a liar and a scammer. No, he's just... All men are trash. No, he's just a douchebag. <laughs> he's just a douchebag. Okay. He's the worst. So, no, no. So she goes up to the car and they have like full on evening gowns in the back of this little convertible yes, which are there oh well they have it's him and this asian woman who is jesse jamie chung, chung it's jamie is. chung jamie chung 
and this other girl who's really not important, um, whose names are Chelsea and Brooke. Brooke is Chelsea and Brooke, and we quickly right, but Chelsea and Brooke is what they call each other because they I want to punch them in the face. We quickly becomes apparent that Chelsea is off brand Regina yes. George, as I like to call her, <laughs> and the and Brooke is the dumb off brand Karen Smith, one. essentially yes. And they were like, she goes up to the car and is like, oh. Hey, there's nowhere for me to sit because you have your dresses back there. And she says, Oh, those are our after lunch Jesus. outfits. Because, like, what? Like, apparently, this woman is so self absorbed that she needs to have an outfit for post lunch. I guess. It's miserable. And so, but no, 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 no. And then they go after Selena Gomez's Carter and they're like, Well, maybe you could consider an outfit change. I'm like, This bitch is wearing a nice tank top and jeans. This is what, like, everybody wore to school in 2009. Like, it is yes, completely... She's, she's not wearing, like, an artist smock or anything wild or, no, like, gross. She's dressed There's like no a normal human being. stains on it. Just completely normal. I also want you to know that I wrote these notes in real time. Like, these are fully written in real time. And this note is... Also, I recognize the main mean girl. Who is she? Her face is like a familiar flower. That's what I have written. <laughs> and then into other notes. And then five lines down, I go, holy shit, it's Jamie Chuck. That's weirdly poetic, but yes. So she essentially, they say, oh, you can't ride with us, despite from the fact that, like, we have this deal that you're supposed to give me a ride to school. Also, who drives someone uh, to school doesn't remember their name? That's what I'm saying. He's, I think he has a brain injury. Much no. Like, I don't know if he's an asshole or just he has something wrong with no, him. No, he's just an asshole, as we'll see later. So they take off because... Okay, okay. Also, and her dad, like, very easily drives her to school after this. Yeah. The Why do you need to ride with his dick if your dad can drive because you? Because she's... Because she has a crush on him. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, the only reason they have this arrangement is because she has a crush on Dan, Donnie, Danny, Donnie, Donnie, oh. Donnie. She has a crush on him, and she's like, so they have this deal, so she can essentially see him every day. That's the only reason. Because yeah, you're right. She can take the bus, or her dad can drive her. There's no point to and ride. And the bus with driver is nice to her. I like the, the bus, bus driver. Is, bus driver is one of my favorite characters. And we'll Unsung hero. We'll get into my favorite characters later when they come up, but guess what? They're none of the main characters. Uh, of course. So we, so yeah, they speed off. Carter feels dejected by the guy she's clearly crushing on, and I already hate how this movie's making me talk like a ten-year-old. Crushing on. <laughs> um. So we cut to Ooh. the car. The dad's driving Carter to school. His name is Joe, but everyone just calls him Mason. I don't even um, care. And he, because their last name is Mason. And she says, I hate them. They could be such, such princesses. princesses. And I literally, for, first of all, I we am We are so early in this movie. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be about princesses. Also, what is, yeah. how is it an insult that you drop on a girl? And it's like, also, I have you written down, you can tell that she's hashtag different because she doesn't want to be a princess like other girls. She's a tomboy who works in a shop. Like, Listen, I'm, ah. I'm not, I'm, I, as I've said before, I'm a straight man, so I don't really like to throw in my hat on issues of feminism because I feel like I don't have the authority to speak on it. But the idea that Let's speak on it anyway, don't worry. The, the, the idea that is espoused at the end of this movie that secretly every girl wants to be a princess is crazy to me. Messed up. And, yeah. But the trivia fact I want but to pepper also, in here But also, what is messed up is, like, her, right. the, her, like, hatred of people, like, for being girly. Like, those girls are mean. Like, hate them for being mean. Don't, like... Like, you, you guys... We can all be women in this great blue marble we live on. Like, you can be a tomboy and be a great woman, and you can like dresses. Like, mm -hmm. her hatred of people for liking to dress up is bizarre. Like... It's, it's hate entirely... Hate people for being mean, not for, like, putting on nail polish. 
Yes, but the what I was as I was saying, the trivia fact I want to pepper in here is according to the IMDb trivia page, um, the word princess is said a total of eighty times, and that seems like a low number. That seems, that seems incredibly too, that seems too low. low. That seems incredibly. I would have said if you had to have me ballpark, I would have said a hundred and twenty times. I would have said more. They One talk per about minute. Of this but, movie. So, so she immediately goes, yeah, they're going to be such princesses. And I wrote down, um, princesses? Who ever heard of such a thing? Literally. They're clearly trying to be ironic. Um, so they're driving and the dad gets a call. And he's just like, yep. Very yep, casually no dropped that her dad is in the fucking CIA. He's not, though. The sad thing but is... But that's not. the great thing. I saw this, and I was like, oh, her dad's a CIA agent. No, I, I think this for a while. Just wait. I think this for a while. Oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, it's really casual that her dad's in the fucking CIA. That, that wasn't really explained. And then it's interesting because they live in a fucking abandoned it's junkyard crazy. as well. But my thought was that he was in the military and that, like, they can just call you and be like, hey, we need you to come in. That's not how the military it's, works. That's not how I the military thought... works either. So thank God they didn't say that there's, like, an offshoot of the military. But, yeah, he gets a call. He says he's going away for two days to do a routine op. And, and like I said, it's not 100% sure what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was thinking, like, CIA or, like, Black Ops sort of, like, SEAL Team 6 sort of shit. He's, just like, sli- he's just, like, slitting people's throats. Yeah, yeah, like killing pirates in international waters. Then I have, um, this is so clearly filmed in Puerto Rico. I now want to go to Puerto Rico, not Louisiana. Um, and then in all caps, minutes afterwards, the mom is dead? Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yes, I think it's implied that the mom is dead because in a couple scenes later, they'll say things like, I didn't realize we still had all this stuff. And yeah, man, fuck you. There, there, hasn't, there hasn't been fresh food in this house like this since. And she just yeah, goes, like, Ever? I haven't had a home cooked meal in days. Like, like, where his mom? There's, there's, th- this movie is in many ways a microcosm of like all decoms because there are elements in here in this movie that become present in at least like 25 to 30% of all Disney Channel original mm-hmm. movies. The big dance, the guy who has a crush on the girl and she doesn't know, and the girl who has a crush on the guy who doesn't really pay her any mind. The, and, you know, turning down the douchebag because he's no good. And then becoming unlikely friends with someone. Those These are all going to become very present oh, over the very course present. of the show. Also, a single parent. Single parent. And, yeah, he drops off at school and they do a secret handshake. And he has his catchphrase. Just you and me and pal. You and me, pal. And, yeah, that's also his catchphrase. Oh, he calls her pal throughout the course of the movie. She goes to school. He drives off. And then we immediately cut to a bunch of leftover props and sets from the Princess Diaries. That's clearly yeah. what this is. <laughs> And out walks Her Royal Highness Rosalinda Maria Montoya Fiore, which is played. <laughs> the fact by... that you know that entire thing is hilarious. <laughs> I, I have, I've told you, I have the movie pulled up and I'm looking at subtitles. Don't give me that much credit. So she walks out, and again, let's just talk about it now. She is supposed to be Hispanic. She is supposed to be from a Hispanic nation, and yet is and, she? And she is. It's from. It's clearly. I think it's supposed to be like Cuba. No, it's like I was get, it's it gives me Italian vibes. It's I know because she and I don't know if she was supposed to be from like a Spain like Spain Portugal when okay sorry we're gonna have to jump to a fun fact because this is only gonna go for it. I, I'm gonna have to jump to it. This movie was originally cast with Selena Gomez. Yes, as Rosalinda, which makes a million times lot more sense. More sense because and Demi Lovato as Carter, which makes a lot more sense. 
because not in terms of acting because i will say demi lovato does kind of play the stuck up pretty girl more than uh yeah than selena because that was kind of selena's gig on Wizards of Waverly Place at yes. the time was she was not a girly girl. She was like the tough older sister who just wanted Tom to like Boy, hang out yeah. and was bad at school. But it, but no, they, she's clearly supposed to be from an island Hispanic nation because she speaks Spanish. Like whenever, but she, she also speaks French and like a million right, other languages. But she she goes straight down to Spanish. Is what I'm saying when she speak the only she only speaks those other languages in one scene. Every other scene when she speaks another language, it's Spanish. And it's, I just, like, she's, it's, they, when she finds out her secret, it's in a Spanish tabloid. Like, it's supposed okay, to okay, be Okay, okay, but I will say, okay, I agree with you, and I think that this was all, this is, that is all written for Selena, who mm-hmm. is Latina, to be the princess, and then they were like, oh, okay, fuck, we're switching it, Selena can't pull this off, we're switching it and making Demi the princess, it just fits better, and... Then, in, like, a last-minute chop shop way, they were like, oh, let's make this seem more Italian. And they had, then like, because that just plays better to, like, True. first of all, Demi's physical features. Like, they were like, let's make this more Italian. So it's all very half-assed. Feel. You don't know it's, where you are. It's a strange mix between the two, but I think it skews more Spanish than anything. But Oh, it's, no, it definitely does. But in this scene, like, with, like, yes. the dress designer, like... You get a very Italian vibe from the whole thing. I True. also would like to point out that in this very first scene, her English is flawless. Oh, yeah, no. Everyone else has an accent. Everyone else. She I'm, has I not a, a tinge of, of one. Not a and, tinge. I know, and that's what I noticed. She doesn't have a lot of lines in her introductory scene, and I realize it's because everyone around her has an accent, and she does not have one at all. And she they're playing it off. No yep. Spanish, no Italian accent. Not but, a hint. Yeah, as you mentioned, she comes into the Grand Hall and they're practicing for her coronation. She used to be crowned queen of this island nation called Costa Luna. Which, which is, is more the, ridiculous. The, yeah. And then this guy walks up who is actually one of my favorite characters named Senor Elegante. Because I love puns. that man. And he is the royal fashion designer, but also basically like her guardian, I guess. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. So he's just like, oh, that who designed that dress? Everything, blah blah blah. Me, and we, yeah, me. He's so he's so <laughs> he is one of like the three characters in this movie who are clearly having fun, and I appreciate that. So then we cut to Mason in full military getup talking to Rosalinda's mom, who is like, I guess not the queen, even though she was married to the king. I don't know how that works. It's some sort of patriarchal bullshit where like she can't be queen. Now that the king is dead because she was a peasant, right? She's not yeah, royal. I guess. So she was like the queen when they're married. So like basically it has to be a direct descendant of the family. It's some bullshit. It's, it's Where stupid. she's not allowed to be queen. But she makes it clear that um, this guy named General Kane is go- is press- putting pressure on their country and making them. And we're going to get into General Kane because I'm I excited to talk about it. I this whole conversation. I have not a single memory of this scene. And therefore, I don't think we need to even talk about it anymore. Well, it's just it's just Major Mason is there. His op is to, with Rosalinda is the point. So they're practicing coronation. He's about to put a, the crown on her head in practice. And then suddenly, a sword <laughs> flies through the air and spikes the crown on the wall. <laughs> and we are introduced to the one and only general... General flam- flamboyant <laughs> crazy general... <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't Flamboyant even know his and, name. Uh, general He's four foot eight. He's four foot eight. General Magnus Kane is his name. Because again, Jesus vaguely Christ. Italian. Um, 
and he is from the country of Costa Estel, Costa Estel Estrella, which is like he rules it with an iron fist, and now he wants to take over Costa Luna. But he these are both fake is, countries that yes. we are never given any sort of geographical Mm-mm. hint as to where they it's, are. It's like so. I said, I think it's supposed to be kind of like Cuba, where they're kind of close to the United States, but it makes no sense. I don't think so. But I don't he think so. is. You're right. He's incredibly short. He is incredibly incredibly flamboyant, but also... I think the worst actor in this movie. (laughs) I think he's the best, just because he's always fun to watch. Like, you can tell he's clearly just up here just being like, I'm the bad guy, I'm the bad guy, He went to, like, the Disney Channel school of villainy, which was like, oh, yes. Like, I'm surprised he didn't have, like, a giant fucking cat that he was stroking at certain times. Yeah, he has the most, he even has cliche bad guy facial hair. He just has, like, a soul patch underneath his Yeah, it's not great. It's, I mean, he was pretty entertaining. Yeah, he's really entertaining just because of how over-the-top and crazy his performance is. But Also, pause. The first thing that I have, I have this now in my notes, maybe I do remember the scene with Mason and the mom, but I'm I'm still blanking on it. But like, there was a point where I realized that the husband is dead. That's why Rosalinda is becoming queen. Yada yada yada. And I mean, I'm like, so the parents are getting married, right? They're gonna become best. Carter and Rosalinda are gonna become best friends. I kind and, of got that vibe too. Yes, and I was like, they both have dead parents, obviously, because who uh-huh. doesn't? And they're going. The parents are gonna fall in love and get married. That does not happen. I immediately thought that's where this was going. I was like, they're going to move to Costa Luna, live in a lap of luxury. There is kind of a fantastic. Weird, there is kind of a weird spark between Mason and the queen yes. and the, the mom. But it's never, again, so many elements in this movie are like vaguely brought up and then entirely dropped. They are never brought up again. It's that like is, the, I will say that's the one point where it deviates from like the Disney Channel formula. Like yes. I really thought those parents it's the were op- It's now. the opposite of Smart House, where everything bad about Smart House keeps coming back. This movie, everything that's bad... Everything good is dropped entirely. Everything good, sorry. Uh, so, General Kane suddenly has troops flood the castle, wherever the F this is, and it's quick, and, he beca- and apparently his plan is to also stage a coup. Also, the most efficient way to, like, stage a coup is to throw a fucking sword at someone. Yes, like, that's also, that's a major problem I have with this movie. No one has guns in this no film. No one. Everyone has swords, which like makes no freaking sense. it's 15 fucking 67. That's where even, this movie is dated even itself. Mason, even Mason, who works for a covert has a government sword. agency, has a sword. <laughs> he is not given a gun. Like, they don't even have it on the hip. He's like, he like, has like a name. It's like Commander, it. Lieutenant, so he has some sort of title. It's cr- it's insanity. So there's no gun. And he's throwing a sword like this is fucking Robin yes. Hood 2.0. He starts staging a coup in broad daylight because that's how that works, I guess, and sends in a bunch of military people. Again, and all you need to do is to stage a coup is to throw a sword at someone and then drag a dress designer down a hallway. And yeah, that's and then it. shove people. Like his all his forces just start shoving servants around because again, no one has guns. No one. Not even the person that we sent in from Louisiana has a rifle yes Demi Lovato is whisked away by Mason I'm gonna say right now with her mom when she said goodbye to her mom I cried you cried (laughs) oh come on I really she did not want to leave her mother Lucas she's only 16 she has too much responsibilities (laughs) they're all placed on her young shoulders I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now. I was like, oh my god. It's not and that emotional. The mom was so brave. It was, she gave her that the mom is The mom actually later. does a decent the job. She's not like... Also, you, you, yeah, you can tell fine. this movie was originally cast with Selena Gomez as Rosalinda because the mom of Rosalinda looks like Selena Gomez. 
And she looks like the mom from Wizards of Waverly Place. I was just about to say, it might be, it literally might be the same woman. It's I not. I looked it up, don't worry, I already looked it okay, up. I thought okay. it was, but it's not. Okay. But they look identical. Demi, I'm, we, I keep calling her Demi. Rosie is what they Let's call her. Demi, who the fuck cares? Also, alright, I'm gonna say this. We're getting there. I'm just gonna fucking say it. I did not remember that there is an actual princess protection program. Yeah, that was a major problem I had with this movie. I thought that that was like a funny name. I thought it was like a fun title they had for like someone being in the witness protection program or something similar. I thought it was like a a full-fledged agency pun. That is a huge part of this movie is that that is a real agency that exists Mm -hmm. not for royalty only for princesses yes they it's it's, i thought it was a funny play on words no no no. No, that exists and that is her father's full-time fucking job no wonder they live in a junkyard because he's working for an agency that has no point the bait shop's an elaborate cover i guess it doesn't matter but and yes, so let's talk about the Prince Protection Program. So Mason whisks Demi away from Costa Luna to this weird, vague island. He's in the middle of the ocean, and they get in this elevator. She steps out of the elevator, and we see the Prince's Protection Program in full swing. And again, Emma is correct. It's just called the Princess Protection Program, and it has the laziest uh, logo of all time. It's just a globe with Fucking PPP Christ. in front of it. And it's... The most crazy proposition this movie expects you to believe. That this okay, okay. At one point, I had this written down and underlined. There are only twenty nine people they are protecting. This entire agency exists and is being funded. And the vaguely Eastern European director at one point is like, "There's twenty five, twenty nine princesses in the world. They are only protecting." 29 people. You're right. There, it, it does say only 29. Like, and, but the weird th- I thought it was way more than that. I just saw no. the subtitle. But you're right. I thought it was way more than 29. that. 29. Because, like, they, they call her, like, Princess 254 or yeah, something Yeah, oh, there's, like, like, like Princess like, 4965. But no, 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 no. 29. 29 princesses. They are this funding is... a full-on island security CIA-like operation For to protect 29. 29 teenagers. Also, why would it say, like, the princess and Prince Protection Program. They, oh, we will quickly discover that this this movie does not give a crap about the patriarchy. It becomes very apparent Girl that power. men do not... Men are only objects to be desired by women <laughs> or are horrible. That's I doubt that, flip. but... That's the no. We'll see because in the when we get to the school, they talk about how they're excited to announce the homecoming court. <gasps> Where's the homecoming see, key? There's, there's no homecoming <laughs> princess. There's homecoming princesses. No I homecoming princess. No homecoming. That. No, no homecoming, homecoming queen. It's all about the girls. There's no homecoming king. The it's just for the women, which is crazy. So yes, wow, they do not work I to protect. You realize that, the, and I didn't. I didn't even care. That's the woman in me. I was like, good. <laughs> Get to the important things. Yeah. I so didn't even give a shit. It's crazy. There's no, no one cares about the princess, princes. So, yes, the Princess Protection Program, the whole thing is, when you, you're, when you're, if you're a princess and your life comes under threat, they, take care uh, of it. They will take you, you give you a vaguely new identity, okay. by which uh, I mean okay. giving you a haircut. Uh, okay. She looks <laughs> exactly no the same. Nope. They're like acting about how they're going to be like, no one's going to recognize you as, they as a princess. They give her layers layers they layer her hair that is 
it. They give her a slight haircut and some normal clothes, and they're like, good to go. Yeah, Rosalie Gonzalez, an average American girl. Like, what the fuck? This will come up later, because someone's going to find out her identity, and she takes no backtracking. No. She just sees a picture and of her, like, and she's like, hey, that's, that's Rosie. That that's her, because um, quite literally, we couldn't even put a box of hair dye in it on her. Like, Jesus Christ. Could not be worse. But she quickly states how she doesn't trust any of the Prince Protection Program and will only go with... Major Mason. Mason. Major. Major. His Major name's Mason. Major. His name's Ma- Major. That's what it is. So she's given, like, a small amount of makeup supplies or whatever and just been like, all right, off to Louisiana with Major Mason. All right. And he is... I'm going to pause you right here because I need to do a quick segment that okay. I need to talk about before we get in. Now that we're in the thick of it, both Demi and Carter are going to be together. I need to do a quick moment for us ladies out there because as you know, this movie is... All about the ladies. Um, I'm going to do a quick segment called Emma's Style Corner. Where I need to just yeah. briefly touch upon the visuals in this film. Lucas, you're probably not going to care about any of this, but yeah, here I go. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'll be back, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy Emma for If you grew up like in the early minutes. aughts, as I did, I was... I was... They are 16 in this movie, correct? Something like that. I think they're no 16. They're sophomores. They, it's brought well, up no, that they're 16. Is it? Because one of the, like, Edwin is proven to be a senior, which implies he's, like, 18. Yeah, so but... He, so either he's older or they're seniors. No, they're so, they're not seniors. It's, they, 16 is said. I rem- I have it written down. I'm 95 sure Emma, this sure is your 16. deal. I'm just going to trust you on that. I'm pretty sure they're 16. Um, first of all, Selena Gomez's eyebrows, terrible. Awful. <laughs> the thinnest little eyebrow, like... I looked at them, and she was standing on the dock talking to her father. I missed all of the dialogue in that scene. I gasped they're that bad. Second of all, Selena Gomez at this point has not met a flat iron she doesn't like. Her hair is so straight, I can see the steam coming off of it. Um, Second of all, a lot of time in this movie um, is spent with her hair in a ponytail. Carter, Selena's, where 75% of the hair is not in a ponytail. It's hanging down in front of her face, and there's just like a wisp of a ponytail happening in the back, which was an interesting choice. Second of all, Uh. (laughs) there is the dress that she originally picks out for the dance, Carter, is... Okay, so they're 16 in this movie. I was 16 when this movie came out in 2009. So this was... So you were too old. I was too old to be watching it. That's for sure. But also, this spoke to me in a deep place. The dress that she originally picks out of that thrift store, Carter, is a Betsy Johnson dress that was the hottest fucking thing that year. It's like all these different layers. There's a band around the middle of it. I think they wore it in Glee, too. That was the dress of 2009. Too much info. And I want everyone to know, I'm going to post a photo of this somewhere. I wore the exact same dress. To my sophomore year homecoming. <laughs> Send it to me and I'll put it on our Twitter. And I you can wore see it there. In a different color. In black and pink. And hers is like green and what. But the exact same dress. Because that's how obsessed. That's how hot it was this year. Third of all. Everybody oh, knows. Come on. VW Bugs. Which Jamie Chung drives in this movie. Were the peak of hot girl coolness in 2009. Everybody wanted a VW Bug convertible. And yeah, I fucking felt something deep within me when I saw her drive it. I still wanted it. Still wanted it. <laughs> For no reason. Um, Demi Lovato's bangs. A terrible mistake. That's, I, have, I just have it written down. I don't even remember what, prompt, what scene prompted me. That's why I have to do a separate segment. Because just on the top of one page of notes it says, Demi's bangs, colon, a terrible mistake. Lastly, I really, really... This is it. This is it. 
I really, really miss tiny sweaters that only came down to your boobs. That we see this a lot on Rosie. This hot look where like you wore a little cardigan over your tank top, but it only hit you like mid mid drift, like a little mini, like a shrug, if you will. And I would like those to come back because they hide my broad shoulders. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That and was, that's that was you're worth, listening, Vogue. That was, Can we bring those back? That was that was worth it. That finally, and that was, scene. That was, what was it? Emma's fashion corner. Yeah, I'm a, right. I don't know. I just made it up on the spot. Right. Style that was corner. Emma's, that was Emma's fashion corner. Listeners, if you heard it, I guess we weren't too strapped for time, and I needed to cut something. So can, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, let's we're gonna take a quick break after that segment, so I can recuperate, and then we'll come back to the rest of the movie. As I uh, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink, but I'm gonna start now. I guess. <laughs> if this doesn't drive you to it, I don't know what will. All right, we'll be back. Bye. See you in a sec. So we we're go back, to folks. The bait. Yes, we're at the we're back at the bait shop junkyard house where Mason Trash and his daughter heap somehow of a pile lived. where he is living with his family, mm-hmm. which is great. Yes, it's insanity. And Carter runs home, and oh, and as we talked about, she's friends with the bus driver Ellen, who will become important. Oh later, God, I love is, Ellen. I love her so much. She's so much fun. She's just like, come on, honey. Oh, say hi to your papa for me. Love her. I love her. Um, so she runs home because she sees her dad's car is there. She's like, oh, dad's back from his op, and then runs in the house. Also, okay, again, pause. We're going to talk about the fact that he is just leaving this child. How long was he gone? We already know she can't cook for herself. So what was she doing? Starving out there, eating those worms? No, as we'll see later, probably eating a lot of burgers and pizza. Oh, Jesus, because God knows that that's the body you get from full-on burgers and pizza. Again, I should have mentioned this in the style corner or before we were talking about the cast. Both Demi and Selena are startlingly thin in this film. Like, like ridiculously thin. Did you notice that? How thin they are? No, I didn't. They are crazy, crazy thin. And I do say that with very... I say that with not... Criticism. No. Envy? As I've said about my broad shoulders minutes ago. Not envy. I'd say that with not criticism, just as an observation, because we do know that Demi battled an eating disorder later on and had to go to rehab for it, oh, among yeah. other things. She did have she a did eating have disorder. An eating I, thought it was, I thought it was drugs. I, there Was there drugs? There was 
I don't know. It's a story for another time. I know that she smoked weed with the Jonas Brothers once. That was disgusting. Who? Hey, if you haven't smoked with the Jonas Brothers, then you're just not cool. You haven't lived. If you were on Disney Channel in the early aughts and didn't roll a doobie with the Jonas Bros, you have not lived. You Like, listen, I've been to tons of concerts. I have been to the Dave Matthews Band three times, and there has never been more weed at a concert than at a Jonas Brothers concert, <laughs> let me tell you. But I will say they're both insanely thin. And they're both, like, full-bodied, very not... They're the curvy, sexy women now. Like, they sticks in this movie. Like, their collarbone is jutting out at such insane angles. I, at some points, leaned away from my screen in fear that I was going to get my eye poked out by how shockingly <laughs> bony they are. Okay, so uh, there you go. There's Emma's Fashion Corner Part 2. So I, uh, Selena Gomez Carter walks in and sees Demi just sitting on her windowsill, like, bench thing. And sitting just, in her and room, Demi just goes, right? Her, it's Carter's room. It's Carter's yeah. room. And Demi just goes, hi. And then Carter just goes, hey. And then walks out. And, and like, she doesn't scream. Like, she's just fine with there being a stranger in her room. She's just very confused why there's another girl in her room. And Demi makes it very... And, I, and this is where we get into a problem with Demi Lovato in this role. And again, I do think she's doing better with it than Selena Gomez. She does good. I think she's good. But what I got from this performance is to Demi Lovato, being a princess means you're a robot. Oh, yes. And you don't understand these human emotions and human customs. The way that they show that English is not supposed to be her first language is by simply having her speak flawless English with no accent and just not have her use conjunctions. Instead of, I'm going to the dance, I am going to the dance with you, Carter. And instead of, I shouldn't say that, it's, I should not do that. They just do not let her use conjunctions, which I find insane. And it's not even just that. It's just the tone she takes and the way she says things. Like, literally, there's a line later where she's just like, "I I do not wish to eat. I wish to sleep. Like, it's, she's a robot, essentially. Um, With and, terrible bangs. And here, and so Carter goes out to the dock where she always goes to confront her father about why she's here, and the dad explains it all to her, and Carter's clearly not and happy about it. He doesn't and, give a shit. No. Nope. 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 Um, but but we get a but we get a line that was clearly said explicitly for the trailer, which is most dads go to a foreign country and bring back, a, bring t-shirt, a t-shirt, not a, not a person. person. <laughs> clearly that was trailer fodder and I oh i think they remember from the trailer i saw it and i was like oh that was from the trailer also i want to point out there's an editing editor in here or editing or script error in her somewhere where like they have this whole conversation on the dock he's like she's like mostly boy but maybe a person it's something that boom. like shut up you live in a junkyard why are you all of a sudden goddamn prima donna about who's in your room and they have this whole conversation and then like Minutes later, it jumps to her having a conversation with Rosie or something, and she's referencing her being a princess. And I'm like, it's never stated that she's a princess. Like no one ever. I mean, never. T- no one ever tells Carter. The no. dad never straight out says that she's a princess. No. So am I right. supposed to assume that because he she knows he works for the princess protection program? Yes. That he, she thing. assumes she's a princess. She says in the scene on the docks. She says. Dad, like, he, he says, listen, it's going to be fun. It's going to go fine. And he's like, and she's like, no, it won't. She's a princess. And I'm like, wait, so does the daughter know yes, that he works yes, for the princess? Yes, that's, exactly, that's what I'm talking about. You said it better than I did. Does she immediately know she's a princess without the dad even saying what's going on? That he, So he threw a sword at that short man. Like, it's never explained. It's it's never explained. Like, I think, 
I don't know if the dad explains the whole spiel about her running from the evil dictator and leaving the mom behind, but she just he just says, yeah, she's going to be living with for a while. No, she does, he yeah. doesn't explain it because there's a scene later where Rosie has to explain it to her. And I'm like, You're if right. you want your daughter not to be a fucking dick to this girl, then maybe give her a little bit more of a context of why she's <laughs> in her room. That's true. The dad missteps here. Um, but yeah, I'm guessing this dad is the worst secret agent of all time because his daughter knows what he does. And just like, yeah, it's really bad. And he, and of course they end on you and me, pal, and do their weird handshake thing, even though Selena Gomez doesn't want to, as Rosie looks on from the house all sad about her life. And that's, and this is also something we'll see of Rosie, is that when she is not being observed, at least early on, she just sits. Oh, she just sits in one place, looks around, and then when people walk in, she just like ruffles her hair and is just like, hmm, yes, okay. Again, very robotic. And so then Selena has Someone Gomez has turned to, her off. Yeah, Selena Gomez has to explain to Demi that they have to share this room and everything. And then we cut and like, to... And then, then, then that's where her English was. She's like, share? <laughs> like, she she's flawless English, but like she's like, share? I, you know, I'm not surprised that her name is Demetria, because it sounds like the name of some kind of killer robot that would be designed oh, to kill us all. Jesus. So we cut to later that night... And I was immediately thrown thrown back because the dad and Selena Gomez are playing cards. And don't include their royal foreign exchange student. They have her locked in a room. The dad who is trying to, like, forge a friendship between these two girls does not in any way, shape, or form try to include Mm -hmm. Rosie in this. I would Um, say that's a jump to say that he tries to forge a friendship between them because he literally makes no effort to help them get along. He just is like, it'll be okay, pal. And, like... Then plays no role in their in their uh, friendship or them getting to know right. each other. Uh, by the way, we didn't mention it. We kind of touched on it, but her new identity is Rosie Gonzalez, Gonzalez. because they have no imagination. We're just like, and hey, because Demi Lovato looks like somebody with the last name Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Again, another hint that Selena Gomez was supposed to play this role. <laughs> yes, which would make a million times more sense if not, she would have been bad at it. So they're playing cards and, the, and eating pizza, and the, the pizza will come back later as we talk about how sad these people's lives are. Um, and they're playing cards, and the dad's like, hey, come on, go check on her. And he, she's like, fine. And she goes in there with pizza and is like, hey, kitchen's closing, whatever. Do you want food? And she's like, no, I wish to sleep because I am Demibot. Boop, boop, boop. I wish and to sleep. She's literally less emotional than Pat the Robot House. Yeah. This scene, what's weird about this scene between Demi and Selena is that there's no music to it. It's just them talking, and it literally sounds like the start of a porn. Because yes. just, the woman, Demi just goes, You may assist me in getting preparing for yeah, bed. Yeah, what the fuck? And was Selena that? just looks like. I may. Mm. <laughs> like, it's very, there's a weird, like, it's, sexual under. There's a lot of, like, pregnant pauses, like, in that whole scene where, like, they just, like, are pausing and staring. I'm like, what are they building for here? Like, nothing. And then she wants, like, a silk nightgown and she throws, like, a ratty t shirt and jeans at her because she doesn't have a nightgown. She's a, not a princess. She's a tomboy. She just throws, like, a t shirt and we don't really see what it is, but I imagine she's, like, t shirt and pajama pants. Yeah, yeah. And, 
Rosie goes off to change. In my, in my fiction in my head. It's a t-shirt picture. The only reason I'm continuing to bring up the scene is because there's a line that we need to talk about. Rosie goes to change at the bathroom and freaks out because she sees a lizard on, and on the wall. Because again, this is Louisiana. This and every, dialogue and Ma- Mason, is insane. Mason and uh, Carter freak out because obviously Mason's worried about her being under attack or whatever. And they run up and they're like, what? What? What is it? And she's just like, like can't talk. And she's just pointing to the lizard on a wall and it's just like sitting there and Carter's just like are you serious and she just okay, like Car- Carter just takes one hand fuck you Selena Gomez <laughs> if I saw a fucking full ass lizard in a house I would probably have a similar reaction and I like am not a princess have dealt with like if I was confronted shockingly if I was in a place in a home where I did not expect to see a lizard I didn't know anybody had a pet lizard if I was not lizard prepped and I run into a lizard at five feet from my face, I'm probably gonna also scream. It, a little it bit. is right by her face to give the credit to Demi, but she grabs Selena grabs it. And also, what kind of shack are you living in that isn't like lizard proof? Like that was a big ass lizard. That was not a tiny gecko. It's, it's a junkyard, and it's not that big. It's like the size of her hand. Like she grabs it with one hand. But the my the reason I'm talking about this is because Selena Gomez grabs it and she goes, "Are you serious? They don't have lizards where you come from?" And she goes. I mean, we do, but we don't see them. That's why we have, like, Fernando. Ronaldo! Whatever his name is. And I don't she, know, I just And Selena Gomez, this woman, looks at Demi Lovato and says, Are you telling me you have a royal reptile wrangler? Jesus Christ. And that I was mean, rough. She, someone got paid to write that dialogue, people. Someone got paid to write that Why line. are we even wasting minutes on this? Because I Minutes on this could have been spent explaining where the fuck Selena Gomez's mother is in this movie that she's never discussed. It's, it's crazy. Okay, okay, and, moving on. So, the lizard is wrangled. She's also the, not in pajamas as she's walking down the stairs, but you, whatever. But She eventually gets into pajamas, mm-hmm. and they go to sleep, and it is then discussed that Rosie is... And not discussed. Actually, that's a complete lie. It is then just dropped upon us that Rosie's going to school in the next morrow with Carter. But there is something I want to bring up real quick that you kind of just bounced over. Is that when you're, again, as we discussed in Smart House, this a lot of Disney Channel original movies seem to just be based around a pun or one joke. And the most obvious one to make in this scenario is that Rosie is going to be a royal pain. And they make oh, that Jesus. joke way too early. They drop it, I believe, right after the lizard scene. And I was just like, man, they really just did, were phoning in even like the obvious jokes, huh? But yes, yeah. they, we see her. Rosie's going to school now for basically no reason. Like, there's like no, a million... just keep her in your house. But she also hi, keep, keep her in fact. the house with this trained agent who is supposed to be protecting her instead of Do letting her go to school. Do we not have to enroll in this school? Are there no laws? Like, there is no... They like, just shows up on the bus and they're like, mm, this is my cousin. Like, it's not bring your cousin to school month. Like, I mean, you I... You have to enroll in... It's obviously public school. Like, you have is. to enroll in school in but the United I'm guessing, States of America. I know, but I'm guessing we could assume that, like, um, the Princess Protection Program enrolled for... Like, put her name in the system and everything. I, I can hope, because God knows they're only protecting 29 people, so they better be doing something. <laughs> But yeah, after a scene where Rosie is appalled at how they eat breakfast, uh, they she gets which on is the bus. just fast. It's just, it's just fast. I mean, it, Selena Gomez does drink milk directly from the carton. Because uh, she's a tomboy. She's not like everyone else. Exactly. So all right, they, they get on the so school bus. So let's get to the first day of school. I just right. want to let's speed up. Let's get to the first day of school. 
Carter is taking Rosie to school under the guise that she is her cousin. Mm-hmm. Or Carter's taking Rosie to school under the guise that she's her cousin. Right. We see Video Boy yes. right like, off let's the talk gates. About, let's talk about Ada real quick. So they step off the school bus after having some banter with Ellen, who again is one of the best characters in this movie. Um, and some of the school bus, and we get introduced to Ed... Uh, who is, again, the st- he's the stereotype of people, um, I record everything and I'm a cheapish loser. And he says he's he's recording this for the race for homecoming queen or whatever. Which, but why? But no, why? For no Carter has no ho- Carter has no chance at this point of being homecoming queen because we already know she wears t-shirt and jeans like a fucking loser. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But no, because because Ed has a crush on her and he's also kind of creepy. That's but the, like no, but like know your know your home know your homegirl's limits. Like nobody who has a crush on me thinks that I'm gonna all of a sudden become Gigi Hadid. Like why does he think just because he has a crush on her she's gonna become homecoming princess? Like it's very to, weird. He's just trying to curry favor with her. I don't know. She but doesn't yeah. want to be a princess, Luke. Didn't you realize no, that? No, no. We find out at the end that she really does want to be a princess, just like every Jesus woman in the world. Christ. Oh my god. So we cut to the Why? F- Alright, we cut to the first class. It's French class, and we get immediately introduced. Selena Gomez goes straight to the back. She doesn't want to be seen with Rosie. Okay. Are we gonna talk Are we gonna talk about Donnie? Because I need to talk no, about Donnie. No, we're gonna talk about Donnie after this, but first thing. Okay, Selena Gomez is high key and I use this word. She's high key mean to yep. her. Like I don't want I don't want to say that she's a bitch, but she's mean to her. And I, and then she gets so frustrated about being about Rosie not being normal. She's like, just mm-hmm. act normal, like act like a normal American teen, you dumbass. And like starts like yelling at her. I'm like, well maybe if you talked to her and <laughs> sat with her in class, she would know how to be normal. That's the thing. You're she literally, literally ignoring just, her. She literally just looks at her and it's just like be normal, be a normal American girl. And I'm like, but she doesn't know how to do that. You have to like show her. And even after they make up or whatever and agree to start over. She's still kind of mean to her. Like even it's she's a complete bitch after in this movie essentially. But the thing I we need to talk about Donnie real quick. Oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So Selena goes to the very back. I, I've given up on calling her Carter. So he goes to the very back, and Demi goes to like the first seat which Donnie is sitting in. And again, Donnie is the jerk who can't remember Carter's name even though she's in love with him. And she goes, excuse me, can I have this seat? And the guy's just like, huh, I don't think so. It's school property. And then gives his, like, best friend, oh, like, the bro vibes because he's a bro. And then he turns around and see that, and, like, you can see the change on his face, and the thought that I wrote down for him was, oh, wait, she's hot. I have to pretend to be a good person. And, not, and, and it's not the thought. He seat. turns around and says, but she's hot, yeah, bro. No, I wrote that in... I, I know, I wrote that note and like thinking it was funny and then literally I p- played the movie again and then he go- turns and the friend, get dude, the bro dude is like, huh? And he's like, He has dude, to like spell out hot. his motivation. Like, he has he to literally be like, he literally oh, says she's it. hot, that's why. Like you can't just know yeah. in his eyes that he found her attractive. Yes. So Rosie uh, talks to the French teacher and reveals that she speaks like seven languages, which will never come up again. It's just showing her being uh. weird. And then we cut back to Costa Luna. Also, I watched again, a really janky, janky. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to admit to our users, I watched this on YouTube where, like, all the text was backwards. Like, it was filmed through a mirror. Like, it's very hard to find this movie. Is there subtitles on this conversation with the French teacher? No. Mm-mm. 
We're going to have subtitles. Okay, good. I was like, I don't understand, and I do not speak French. So all I really got from that conversation is she speaks a lot of languages. That's and then she asks the French teacher a question that I didn't understand what it was, and the French teacher answers, and then it's done. Yep, no point to that, aside from the fact she speaks a lot of languages. But even then, that really doesn't have a point, because it'll never come up again. <laughs> and we'll never see this French teacher again. We'll never see her again. Nope. And by the way, for any NSA agents listening, I don't know what she's talking about. I watched this completely legally. Oh, I no, I lied. That was why I bought it on the state <laughs> where you buy movies. Uh, so we cut to Costa Luna, and again, we see General Kane, which is too badass of a name for this flamboyant guy. And he literally just asks the mom, like, hey, have you heard any word from your daughter? Like, why is he trusting the mom to just tell him if he, she gets any word from her daughter? And we didn't really go into this, but he needs the daughter to be made an example of so he can take over the country for Does some he, reason. Though? It makes no sense. He's basically in control of the country, but for some reason he needs Rosie to be crowned king or something. It makes no sense. It's a stupid side plot. But then we cut to lunch where all funny things in Disney Channel original movies are going to happen. Um, most famously, High School Musical. Rosie doesn't know where to sit because, again, this is kind of like a PG Mean Girls. This also came out after Mean Girls, so they, there was a lot of tropes very liberally yes. taken. And she goes and sits by herself, and she finds out that she doesn't... And Selena finally decides to help her uh, by teaching her how to actually eat a hamburger, which is fine. And then apparently yeah, like, that's school... what I was like, why did this not happen from the start? I would understand this more if, like, they... Because, like, I get... Carter could have been in a very sympathetic position, and she is put in that later, where, like, Rosie comes to her school and is automatically more popular and more desired and more... The thing is, Carter Carter doesn't care about that. Carter doesn't care about being popular, really, until the end. But I'm saying, but, like, that would be a very sympathetic position for a main character, where it's like, oh, this girl comes out of nowhere and is already, like, more popular than you. You've had a crush on this guy since the third grade. And that eventually does happen, but I do not understand why she is such an asshole to her right out of the gates like this girl has done nothing and like show her how to be normal like sit with her at lunch like why are you and so finally she has a change of heart and comes and shows her how to eat a hamburger without sticking her pinkies up jesus christ (laughs) they do something with the homecoming princesses rosie and then and then then this also would make it more sympathetic as to why she wouldn't like her because rosie embarrasses her and yeah, so, and that's the thing. And the note I wrote down here is that apparently the school does not have a PA system because the principal literally just walks in with a megaphone. No, and they announces... just, they just shout. They shout yes. in the lunchroom to make an announcement. He just announces that they're doing the homecoming court. And again, this is what we were talking about. The homecoming court is just girls. There's no homecoming queen. There's like, there's no, there's no homecoming king, I mean. It's all just, there's only a homecoming queen, oh, yeah. which is crazy. It makes no sense. Like, a homecoming court is generally one boy for one girl. There's no men on this court. There's no men. No, 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 just all girls. And he's like, uh, three women will be made into homecoming princesses, and then one will be made into a queen, and this will become important later, because, again, like, 25% of all Disney Channel original movies involve being, involve homecoming or prom or the big dance. Always. And 15 of them have have the race for king or queen be important. The big dance. The, the one that comes to mind for me is Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. It's explicitly oh, important yikes. that Wendy Wu becomes uh, Homecoming Queen. That's a and bad so, film. That's a bad it's, film. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. I love that movie. 
Uh, okay. But anyway, so Demi Lovato stands up in front of the entire school and says that she nominates Carter for being a homecoming princess. Which is nomination even necessary? No. Okay, good. No point to it. Good. And and no, no one even responds well to it. Everyone's just like, no, that's stupid. It's just because Demi doesn't understand how, like, you elect a princess. Like, it doesn't make any sense to her. And so but she embarrasses Carter, and Carter runs out of lunchroom. All right, all right. As Chelsea, as Chelsea and Brooke uh, laugh to each other for <laughs> just because some because someone got embarrassed, even though it had nothing to do with them. So they come home. Demi's all pissed. And are you going to talk about the second time you cried? Because I'm imagining it's this next scene. Is it? There's there's a chores scene in between here, isn't there? No, I think the chores come later. Uh, but there's a scene. Here, I'll look. But there's a scene where, no, they come home and she's like, leave me alone. And then it cuts to that night. And Demi is just sitting up in the middle of the night, sad and alone and crying and looking out the window. And I'm asking you, Emma, did you cry? Oh, no, absolutely not. But I cried soon afterwards. <laughs> and I'll get to that. The next thing I want to talk what? about is the chore scene. Where they wake up in the next, the morning, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is chores. This is chores. And she they're she's working in the bait shop. And again, Demi speaks perfect English. Minus conjunctions. Mm-hmm. Flawless. And yep. she comes out to the bait shack and is like, Chores. What is chores? Chores. And I'm again, like, you fuck, she's you a speak robot. English. Like, why do you not, not not know words that involve servitude? Like, that's the only... Like, it makes no sense. She doesn't know what a chore is. There's a no. whole bit where Selena Gomez, you know, has her count worms and worms fall on her. I did not laugh. This was not funny. Eddie, which is weird. It's not funny. But then, as we'll see after um, Mason and Carter go to help her, Mason thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, he's an asshole. That the girl that he's tr- sworn to protect is covered in worms because his daughter is being mean, mean to her. her. Mean like punish her. Like, yeah, it's totally inappropriate. And then we see the dinner. This is the scene I was. The now, this is the scene I was talking about. Is well, we see briefly outside Carter and J- Mason talking, and he goes, "What do you want for dinner tonight?" And she goes, "Pizza." And then he says, "We had, pizza, had pizza last, last night. night." And then he goes, "How about burgers?" And she goes, "How about, How about pizza, pizza and yeah. burgers?" And burgers. And he goes, "Like what? Is one going to be an appetizer to one another, or whatever?" And like this really shines a light on how sad these people's lives are. That like they just eat Her like takeout food. I no wonder she's so thin. She's probably wasting away. She probably has a tapeworm. That poor girl. Like yeah, but I mean, like if she's eating pizza and burgers all the time, I don't know how she can be that. She fit. has. <laughs> That's true, but there's sure body is not getting the nutrients it needs. Clearly, like I don't no. understand what's going on. Like also, like if you're a father and like uh, according to this movie, like the mom has not been around for a while. Like she's been gone. So like fucking learn how to put some green beans in a pot, dude. Like you, yeah. you're barely ever at a, your real job because you only protect twenty nine <laughs> people. <laughs> oh yeah, that's something I forgot to bring up. Is they said they only protect twenty nine people, and they said whenever we are needed, we are springing into action. And Carter acts like Mason is gone all the time, and I'm like, but how, how often, often could it be are, gone? The, are these twenty nine people put under threat? Like they're Never. princesses. It's crazy that they're active as they are. And so it's not like Smart House where like you could get like the dad was like a workaholic and like that's why the kid yeah. was cooking dinner. But like he probably the, the masters does not work out that he would be gone all the time. Like he could have learned how to make a goddamn chicken breast. Okay, that's all I. Have I to learned say. how to make a chicken breast in ten minutes before I went to college, and it's uh. it's, it's it's insane. 
So they walk in, and Rosie has prepared this whole fancy food for them. Not even, no, not even fancy. Just like on actual rice and plate. beans, rice on, and beans, and on chicken. actual plates um, for them to eat. And again, and this is where we get the brief flower crowns. That, that, and, and flower crowns. Emma, did you enjoy the flower crowns? I absolutely love them, and I want them I, for folks at home. Me and Emma recently went on a family vacation to Bora Bora, and Emma was in a huff the whole time because she did not receive a flower crown. Because for someone who says that. It's ridiculous that all women want to be a princess. Emma kind of does want to be a princess sometimes. I don't think it's ridiculous. I think I want to be a princess, and I think that I am a princess. They surprised her with a flower crown, and it's the happiest I've ever seen my sister, because apparently she's just sad all the time when she's not have some kind of crown on her forehead. If I don't have a crown on, I don't even know why I'm alive. Um, <laughs> but they have but their flower crowns. Basically, she makes flower crowns. And dinner. In, I'm guessing some sort of dinner tradition of Costa Luna. Yeah, it's, she um, says that she, there's a throwaway line that she learned these recipes because her mom was born a peasant and so she actually taught her a lot of family recipes but it's just chicken and rice it's very simple and the dad is excited and selena Selena for for no reason no reason whatsoever is mean to her despite rosie and also like not like mean like the way that you would expect like this it's not even like smart house where it's like don't try to replace my mom sort of thing she's like must be nice to play peasant for a day like some insane like yelling at her for being rich i don't know what it is but it's insane so people storm off it's wild like it doesn't make any sense rosie storms off to their room and selena follows suit and they have an argument only she only follows suit because the dad makes her the dad yes. looks at her and is like, mm, get, uh-uh. get your ass in there. I'm going to stay Again, here not really it. any parenting or punishment. He's just like, mm, yeah, get I your need ass Yeah, I need to deal with this chicken and rice emergency. You go and talk to the girl I'm supposed to be caring for. Uh, and she, and Rosie goes into this whole diatribe about how Selena doesn't know who she is. Carter doesn't know who she is or anything, or anything about her. And quickly explains her entire backstory about what happened to her and how she had to leave her mother in her country. And Carter... This is where I cried. I cried again. (laughs) The main... Mainly what she's saying is, I am very sad because of what happened to me. Be nice to me. And and Carter literally goes, no, stop. Stop don't tell me. me how, I don't, don't want to be nice to you. Sad you are. Yeah. She's literally resisting her so I cried hard. again at this point, and it was a beautiful scene. Uh, Debbie Lovato does a great job. It was fantastic. Despite her robotic appearance in the rest of the film, she actually shows okay. some genuine emotion. So she shows some genuine emotion here, and this somewhat genuine emotion then somehow convinces Selena to take her bowling. To take her bowling. I do want to say, okay, so they go, go bowling at this bowling alley that Ed works where, at. There's and a shoe where thing. Everyone in this, everyone in this everyone school they go to school with is at this bowling alley. Everyone. And all I have written down in my notes, I'll read this verbatim, is in what goddamn city is bowling the gateway to popularity? I had that exact same Why? note. The 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 crux of this bowling scene, folks at home, is that is Rosie that is inexplicably Rosie good is at bowling. Inexplicably amazing at bowling, and inexplicably then the most popular girl in school. People are crowding around her like Rosie. They're so Rosie. like like yeah, and like bowling is something like weird sixty five year old divorced dads do in our hometown. Like I do not know why this is where all the kids are. I do not know why people like, care that I she's am, a good bowler. See, I imagine that the reason they're all here are is because uh, it's a small, you know, Louisiana swamp town. There's not a lot of places to go aside from the frozen yogurt store. We'll see later. 
Um, but and even, even she, if you're all gonna go there and like drink vodka out of a water bottle, <laughs> like obviously off camera because you would never show that. But like even if that's what you're doing in your high school, that's your high school hang. Who gives a shit? Who's good at bowling? Yes. So Emma's right. But before we go to her being amazing at bowling, I want to talk about real quick this great scene with Chelsea and Brookie, which is Demi doesn't know what her shoe size shoe size is. Shoe size is. And so she's just like, just get her some shoes. And then Ed turns around, grabs some shoes, and then turns around. And Demi is sitting on the counter of the bowling alley. And he and like, puts like, them on her. And okay. Ed puts them on. And then Chloe, it, Chelsea, sorry. Chelsea is like, nobody ever does that for us. And then Chelsea goes, no, Brooke says that. And then Chelsea goes, they do now. And then she sticks her foot, her untied shoe out. And we meet my one of two of my favorite characters in this movie, which are two these two random freshmen who will They're come away, back. Guys who will come back later for no reason. And they and they just walk by and just go, hey, your shoe's untied. I actually like, thought that. I thought that was Yeah, funny. they do not care. They do not have time for her shit. Like, it's I great. I actually thought that. I thought it was great. Cause, and oh. it's so weird how she just expects everyone to suddenly do that, even though, like, she knows how the world works and that people just don't do that. It's insane. So, Rosie is a... Yes, bowling. Fucking high-key professional bowler. Even though she's never bowled before. There's not, yeah, there's not even a throwaway line like, oh, this is just like this game we no, used to play in Costa Luna or anything. So no explanation. Much, so much. And I think, I really think this movie is, I really think Rosie is a robot. Because, first of all, I just realized Rosie is the name of the, the robot from the Jetsons. So, so guys, Illuminati confirmed, Jesus. right? But, but like, seriously, she's just like, how do I win? And she goes, knock down those pins. And she is like, in her robot mind, you can hear Got her go, it. affirmative. And then just bowls, just bowls oh, a solid like, 300. Oh, the ball and, in the beginning. And Donnie's like carrying it for her because she's like a weak woman. And then she gets it in her hands and fucking pitches it down and strike after strike after mm-hmm. strike. Yes. And there's and this is the scene where we get introduced to the fact that Donnie is very into Rosie and again does not remember again. Carter's name because he's an ass because he's an ass hat. So she's just crushing it at bowling and Chelsea and Brookie are freaking out because they literally there's literally Because the God line forbid is, someone else be good at bowling and they're just- no, it's not. The, literally, the line is like, "How does she get this popular?" Like, I don't understand. We cannot allow her bowling. Th- that's the thing. Is it's like insane. Chelsea is freaking out because she's so good at bowling that she has skyrocketed to the top. Usurped of her. He, she has usurped her throne. Brooke via her bowling. Brooke literally says she is getting really popular in the ten minutes she's been bowling. And Chelsea's like, the vote is on Monday. We can't let her get more popular than we are. Which translates to, we can't let her bowl anymore. She'll get more popular. Okay. So, they then, their their evil plan is to, like, sneakily befriend her. They they come up to her and they're like, oh, blah, blah. And this is where we see Carter getting kind of annoyed. Yes. And out popular, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense for Carter to get annoyed here. Yes. With her. And bending to her here. Yes. But they... For some reason, this is just another brick in the wall with Rosie, and she hates her more. She's getting in one with her here. Brooke and Chelsea start befriending her. Which, Emma, let me ask you this. You're a woman. You were in high school once. Did you ever befriend someone that you then sought to destroy? Oh, all the time. Every day. <laughs> you you crafted complicated schemes Most of involving. my friendships are based on me destroying them eventually. Um, but I will say that was insane. They befriend mm-hmm. her almost instantly. And then uh, Carter says that they can't hang out tomorrow again. Because again, Rosie's, to to completely, 
Rosie is completely oblivious that Slur- Carter Selena being upset that Carter's uh, mad, and she says, "I we have to I have to work tomorrow." And she's like, "Oh, I'll help you." And then Carter says, "You can't have everything that's mine," which makes no sense. Um, and says, "If you want a job, go get one." Well, that doesn't and, make sense because I think that was based off that was based off the Donnie drama where she's like, "You can't have everything that's mine." Oh, Donnie, that's yeah. based off of Donnie. But also, right. Donnie and your gross-ass job at the bait shop? Girl, like, what are we clinging to here? Right, so... <laughs> These are what, some terrible things to hold close to your chest. Right, so Rosie apparently got Chelsea to give her a job at one of her father's many frozen yogurt Because he is the frozen yogurt king of the South. Yeah, or, so as Rosie, we know, Puerto Rico. There's, there's a small amount of humor that comes from the fact that Rosie doesn't understand how someone can be the king of yogurts, as she calls it. And we quickly realize Chelsea's plan is to give her zero training, zero, no one else is in this store to work with her. It's literally just Rosie working and at And then Frozen flood the store she has like an ass hat. Yeah, and get tech everyone in school to come to this ice cream store and keep Rosie busy and make her make a fool of herself. Which, my man, the weapon, the weapon of choice for mean girls in the early 2000s was texting. I miss uh, those days. I will say, I had this written down in my notes. I do miss more than anything, like, oh, like, 2009, 2006, like, there's nothing better when they're sitting in, they, she drops her off with a frozen yogurt thing, and they're sitting in that convertible, there was nothing bitchier than, like, opening a <laughs> flip phone aggressively, yeah, like, that's, like, the noise of, like, that's like, something we've, that's something we've lost as, hum- as humans, the, and, world. like, the motion of, like, like, flicking open your phone is lost, and it's lost in this generation, and that's okay. But it's yeah, still and sad. She, and she, so yeah, Rosie gets into a bunch of shenanigans. And this movie turns into another Disney Channel original movie called Cowbells. Um, um, this where, is actually a scene directly out of Cowbells. Pretty much, where she doesn't understand how anything works. And then even Ch- Chelsea even sends in the blonde henchman of Donnie, who again, much like in Smart House, does not get like a line in this movie. Uh, I it's like one, actually, so mm-hmm. I'll give him some credit there. And he goes in and presses buttons and floods the whole place. And people, like, are recording her and taking photos. And Carter shows up because she found out what was going on. Uh, tells her to stop. This was all set up. And walks out. And she's like, we have to do something. And and uh, Rosie just goes, I will turn the other cheek. Because that oh, is what a princess God. does. And what's weird is she says this in front of Ed, who does not know she's a princess. So he was probably like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> does not ask any of the right questions. I will say no. that right now. And so she walks out covered in frozen yogurt and just hands Chelsea the stupid cow hat that she had to wear and says, your father, the king of yogurts, would be very disappointed in you and walks out and everyone for some reason thinks it's hilarious. It's like the And they're laughing at her and yada yada yada. I do want to know, Demi Lovato then takes a frozen yogurt cone and slams it over blonde guy's head. Yes. Because she was like, you might be a princess, and you might turn the other cheek, but I'm not. I'm a tomboy. Like, as we know, she slams it over his head. And I would love some data, if anyone can get back to us, on how many Disney Channel original movies ice cream coning is used as a weapon because I or and TV shows I feel I, like I I've seen the, it you know, thousands of times in, in an ice cream an ice cream store is the number one best place if you want your characters to get interested into some shenanigans while working oh like, all the shenanigans cowbells the princess diaries she ice cream cones Lana Lana got coned ice cream coning is like a vicious tool <laughs> that these coned. women that women use in Disney Channel it's 
It's a blood sport. In Disney Channel TV shows, it's a blood sport. And I've never seen it used in real life. I've never once seen anyone get ice cream coned in my actual life. Neither have I, but it's my goal now. So the plot accelerates forward in that Chelsea devises a plan because her plan kind of failed, I guess. Like, people still think Rosie's really cool. And I don't she, know how, but okay. And she, yeah. And she convinced, she and Brooke, again, utilize their weapon of choice, texting. And say, texting. They're going to text the whole school. And we, the devil's weapon. And we, <laughs> and we cut to the next day, and the princesses are announced, and it's Chelsea, Rosie, and Carter. And Carter. Because apparently their plan was to get everyone to vote for... For Carter. Not for Carter, but some of them still voted for Rosie, I guess. But the point is, Brooke, the henchman of Chelsea, Brookie, as we've been calling her, um, failed to make princess, and then Chelsea shoves her aside, because she's yes. useless to her now. Uh, and she will, and the arc of, Brooke actually has, like, the best arc in this Did movie. we miss the burping scene? Do we really need to talk about the burping scene? I, I, the only thing I've written down I don't think we're scene. actually at the burping scene yet anyway. But it's, it's right there. It's close to this. Because I know exactly, I think we might have skipped it where we're very close to it. And it's, it's terrible. But this is some of the best acting I've seen thus far in the movie, where they really do seem like they're friends. I wish Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato would make up and just become friends again because their chemistry in this scene is adorable. All I have written down is Demi Lovato's smile and her laugh is enchanting. <laughs> she makes you want to laugh with her. Also, here's a bit of trivia. They're drinking Demi Cola. Emma, for you. There you go. Oh, of course. Uh, but we, you're right. We skipped the burping scene, but we also skipped another important scene that actually is important. We cut to Costa Luna again, and Costa Luna is just a room, basically. And the... It's one room. Gen one General room. Kane reveals that his plan is he's going to announce that he's going to marry Rosie's mom. Demi's mom. And she's like, that's not, like, I'm never going to marry you. And he's like, oh, of course. But your daughter will think I'm forcing you into it, and she'll try and make contact with you. And so that's... Because, of course, he couldn't actually force her into marriage because, as we've said before... He does not have a gun. Nope. Um, no, he's just got... He's like, my men will point their swords menacingly at you. There's no weapon for him to coerce her into marriage, so he's going to fake a coerced marriage and get Demi to come back. Right. So okay. then we do the... So let's... Speeding back up. Speeding back up. Yes. Burping, princess announcement. Chelsea and Bookie have their fight. And blah, blah, blah. we go Donnie. into... Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Right, sorry. Go into Donnie. You go ahead. This is what we need to have up. Donnie asks Rosie... Rosie. ...to the homecoming dance and not Carter. And in the process forgets Carter's name again. And I have written down in all caps, he does, and in there's periods, I think these words, he doesn't know your name. I am delusional. I am a delusional woman. I have literally been with men who are like, I have no interest in dating you. I'm like, that's great. That's good. That's your opinion. Can't wait to change that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you're gonna come around on that point sooner than later. Spoiler alert, they don't. Um, I have never been so delusional that I have known someone for 12 years. I'm close. I'm not saying I'm that far off, but known someone for allegedly like th the third grade. Yeah. And he does not know her fucking name. I'm like, he, she's like, she seems genuinely upset that he did not invite her to the homecoming dance. I'm like, in what goddamn world did this man who didn't know your name, were you on his short list for homecoming? Yeah, that's something we didn't touch upon, is that not only should Carter know his name, because apparently he's been driving her to school and goes to school, and also in that same scene, they said her name out loud like five minutes ago. 
Oh, literally, I thought, that is why I'm saying, I think Tony has a brain injury. <laughs> but yeah, it's revealed that she's had a crush on him since third grade, and he is expressly aware of this fact, because later on in the movie, oh, he will reveal- he brings it he up! He brings it up, and apparently he, he does know her name. Up. It's so crazy. Mind games. I mean, I've, I've, I've dated my fair share of trash fires. <laughs> this guy is a dumpster fire. <laughs> he is- out of, I think he's just pretending he doesn't know his name as like some sort of weird control thing. I don't know what it it's, is. He's playing. I'm not going to get into the listen. psychoanalysis of it. But I will say it is insane that he goes from being like, uh, what's your name? To like three scenes later at the dance being like, oh, Carter, like, you know me. And I know you're, I've known your deepest, darkest secrets since the third grade when you were in love with me. Like, how the fuck do you know that? You didn't know her name two minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, this dude's playing some serious games and I'm not in, I'm not down for it. This guy's the worst. I love, I love a good game, but I'm not, I'm not tagging into this piece of shit. But the main point, the main point of Carter becoming a princess is that now the flip, the script is flipped. And instead of, instead of Carter having to show Demi uh, what? How to be, how to be normal? Uh, Demi's got to show Carter. She has to show her how, how to be, be a, a princess. princess. And they go into an and totally unironic montage makeover makeover montage, montage and, and like them think She shows her how to do it. It's completely unironic. Montage. Set to a song, I believe that is sung by the both of them. Yes, and I have written down in my notes with multiple exclamation points. One and the same is a bop it is a bop <laughs> it's very good and i think that this song was produced by the jonas brothers i'm not li- listeners, and written by the jonas brothers i'm not surprised listeners i'm sure I think that's gonna both be both of them were fucking separate jonas brothers at the same time i, I, I think Jenny was fucking joe and selena was fucking nick <laughs> and so they're like hey babe they like text like hey babe can you like write it be like a very bad generic pop song for my that new literally has, that literally has the lyrics we like to get together and lol in yep. it, mm-hmm. which made I, me want to stab my own eyes I out i absolutely loved it and did i put it on my spotify <laughs> playlist maybe i did and listeners you'll recognize it because i'm sure that's what our interstitial music is going to be this week i mean this month oh yes one of the same there's another one that's like two world there's there's two songs in this movie one in the same as one that's a bop i thought they were the exact same song i kid you not it could they could be they could be they're very similar and look, I as a dude, again, I was pretty I like as a dude, I was on board with this movie like enough. I was kind of into it. And even I'm not even that I'll admit, it, I'm not a very manly dude, but I was pretty okay with this movie. I was enjoying it enough. But then the totally unironic fashion montage and all of the you're my best friend crap that comes up later really had the inner inner little brother in me just like gagging. Like, oh, I loved it. If you this makeover montage is my favorite part of the movie. Emma, like if you if when this movie came out in two thousand nine and you made me sit down with you and watch it, I would have been so angry that you made me watch. The it. makeover it was, montage is fantastic because it has yeah. the classics of a montage that I cannot get a fucking enough of. Where like they they have the person who's getting made over in this case, Carter Selena Gomez Gomez Carter. I love how we say her name like. Uh, Beyonce Knowles Carter. We're like Selena <laughs> Gomez Carter. Um, we have Selena Gomez Carter coming out in, which is a classic staple of a mo- good Disney mon- makeup montage, where coming out of in, in insane outfits that no one would ever wear to a dance. It's the most stereotypical move in a montage where they do a fashion thing where they come out like, being like, come huh, out. this one? What do you think? Yeah. And then the people, then it's old ladies because it's a thrift store. And they're like, they're like, no, girl, are you kidding? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And they 
they're like they're like they like look at each other and they're like oh what the heck and like she's dressed in like a crazy flowy scarf like and i'm like you would never wear that to homecoming and then the first normal like dress she comes out and everyone's like thumbs up like nodding to each other like she killed it right uh so after that horrible horrible montage we cut to the library okay the best part of the movie but that's okay what that's part of the movie but that's all right we cut to the library and we see that brooke is about to become relevant again in that she's she has a spanish assignment or something and needs something to read and the librarian just hands her a box because obviously she doesn't want to deal with dumb kids because that's how you teach them by not teaching them and was this their school library but she had like the public i I didn't know where she was i couldn't place her and she finds a magazine in spanish uh that has a picture of rosalinda who is and her. as we have addressed earlier she immediately recognizes yep. her because as we've addressed earlier the makeover gives her some slight layering in the hair and some questionable bangs like there is no change to no, her appearance immediately whatsoever recognizes rosie and realizes that she can use this to get back in the good graces of queen chelsea um or princess chelsea at this point and we, then we cut to the auditorium and we meet my favorite character. Muffy? Ma- Margaret Muffy, what's her name? She is my favorite Introduced kid. late in the fourth quarter. Introduced late in the... And she is... For the same reason I love the two freshmen who will come back later. Margaret Muffy, whatever her last name is, has no time for Chelsea. And shit. also... And also... I think it's interesting that this comes into play like later in the movie where like... Mm-hmm. Like, the girls that are, like, abused by Chelsea, like, band together to, like, you know, look hot for the homecoming dance and, like, serve it to her. But, like, the thing yeah. I'm like, this is introduced so late. Because this is the first time yeah, we're it's... seeing, we're, that we're seeing her be rude to other people. Like, this is Again, the first it's the, time. It's the mean girls scenario where all the people she's mean to have to have, like, the big, like, But we moment. don't ever see her being mean to other people until quite literally right except, now. Except for Muffy, who is, who feels the wrath. I would like to say... So this, there's something playing the dance. Chelsea's being a major bitch about it. Like wants a yeah. follow spot, whatever, yada yada. She doesn't know Margaret's name. She's mean to her. We got it. We got it. We got it. No, it's not that she doesn't know Margaret's name. She tries to give her a bratty nickname, like she gave to Brooke Brookie. No, she give me. She says the wrong name. No, she says Muffy. You're wrong. Says, You're wrong. No, it's not I'm a nickname right. for Margaret. I no, because I, I no, it doesn't have to be. It's just a stupid nickname. Like they no. give Rosie a stupid one too. But, but they like call when, her Rose, like Sharp or Rosie. She gives no. her name wrong. You are wrong. She this says, is not her trying to give she, her... No, I will fight you on this because I love Margaret. She says, my name's Margaret. And Chelsea goes, not Whatever. anymore. She's, uh, she's trying to be like mean, mean nice to no, her. No, like she, she only did that to her when they were trying to befriend her. She's not trying to be nice to her. She does not remember her name. No, and, and then... And she's literally renaming her. You're an idiot. You don't understand her name No, because then she gets... Then Margaret gives her the greatest eye roll ever put to screen and just goes, whatever. And is just so done with her. And it's great. And I love it. And shut up. Margaret's the best. She doesn't give her the name. She's trying to give her a cute nickname. She's She did not remember her name. And then it's like, when she's like, that's not my name, she's like, well, now it is. Like, that she, it's showing that she doesn't give a shit about her and that she's mean to her. I disagree, but we're going to move on. You're full so, of garbage. Anyway. Yes, you are. Um, so Chelsea walks up and is like, hey, Chels. And she's like, don't call me that name. You have the right to call me okay. that name. Yeah, right, Gollum, calm the fuck down. Anyway, the, I was doing a voice. I love the fact. This is what I've written. I love the fact that international like espionage and like political coups are being thwarted by two sixteen-year-old girls in like cork wedges, aka Jamie Chung and Co. 
Oh yeah, no. It this th- they almost essentially spark an international incident, but thankfully another sixteen-year-old girl is able to in- solve Thank an international God. incident and depose a dictator later on. So Chelsea reveals to, no Burke reveals to Chelsea that who Rosie is, and they're like, oh, uh, we can use this. And then she like gets she lets Brooke back in, and there's a gag about Brooke not being able to read Spanish, in which she literally says the line, "What? I'm pretty, not smart." Like yikes. Yeah. Lay out your personality right there. Why don't you, girlfriend? Exactly. So they go to Mason's swamp shack, as I've decided to call it, and decide and tell Rosie that she needs to drop out of the race, otherwise they're going to reveal who she is. And she's like, she gives the natural human response, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. I, like obviously, I'm this just, is a dumb race, and like I want my mom to live. So yeah. Of like this is like you could kill my. This would kill my mom. So of course I'm okay with you. Uh, dropping out of the race but let carter stay in the race Mm -hmm. um she's no threat to you and then jamie chung gives a normal human response she's like okay like you're right like that she is not a threat and then she steals their dresses and throws them in the mud and carter gets very upset yes because that betsy johnson dress as i said before is fire (laughs) so then she runs in to check on rosie and we see rosie has read the magazine that brooke got her hands on and it's announcing the engagement of her mom to the evil dictator and she's like, I must go. I must flee to Costa Luna. And then, like, instead of telling the dad, because logical human respect, that's where the logical human response is. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I gotta, I gotta let you go. I'm gonna go through this from my, my mind frame right now of, like, what I thought was going on. And then we can go back to reality of what, to what actually happened in this movie. Uh-huh. Basically... I was under the impression that she told her dad off screen what was going on. Nope. Nope. Not the case. Which is the normal human response. Yes. I was under the impression until the fucking fourth quarter yep. that the, the dad, dad was in on, it. in on this plan. He's because not. Because that would make the plan make actual fucking sense. Yes. So Rosie is somehow going to go to Costa Luna Never explain. I'll never explain how she's going to get there. She, because... But, but uh, Selena convinces her, Carter, So Carter convinces her to wait until after the dance because it would mean a lot to the girl, to just girls. And, like, instantly, she... and instantly I know that Carter has something up her sleeve. I'm like, oh, okay, yes, she's going to get do... through the dance. She's going to like warn the dad. There's, she's got something nope. like cooking up in that head of hers. That what she does screen. is she calls Senor Elegante in Costa Luna because apparently she can just do that. Yeah, where's whatever. she fucking phone number? I'm guessing she got it from Rosie, but why would she have a phone if she's trying to be in hiding? It's That's a ridiculous. Great question. But and she gets Elegante on in on this plan, and uh, we don't really get what's going on yet. We don't get her plan. We have we don't no get her, idea. We don't, until, but then we see a scene where Elegante informs the dictator. So this plan is, and not then just, at this point, is so confi- I'm so confused because I was like, oh my god, is Elegante double crossing? I thought that? that too. I was like, is he secretly evil? But then, so the I would have loved to see the wheels turning in Selena Gomez's head because I was lost for the next yeah, 25 that, minutes. That's the thing: is Selena Gomez's plan is not to keep Rosie here; it's to topple the dictator that's holding her country hostage. Is it though? Is it though? Because right now her plan is basically create a mix-up of the dance and get herself taken as Rosie in her stead. Yes. Okay? So that's that's fine. But let's talk. So we can agree that that's her plan. 
Got it. We can agree that. And I agree with you. Her plan. I don't understand what the. Where end is the end game with that plan? What is she I gonna thought, do? See, I thought it was what it was gonna be was that she was gonna take the mask off once they were back in like Costa Luna or in the helicopter or whatever and be like, "You just abducted an American citizen. That's a criminal crime." Ba ba ba. Oh, oh, wow. That actually does make sense. Because what I had written down was this plan is insane. It so is to avoid Still your is. friend, your friend being imprisoned. You're going to get imprisoned yourself willingly. Like where was where was the gotcha of that plan? Like there's as we said, there's no end game. Essentially, it's there's an implied end game, but I think that's just me thinking too hard about a children's movie. But yes, okay, let's go back. So we're at, they go to the dance, and that's where the crux of the whole plan is. Well, no, we need to talk about to El, we, we we need to talk about Elefante real quick because Elefante. Uh, sorry, Elefante. <laughs> sorry, Elegante. Like we said, it's kind of like it looks like he's kind of like a double agent, and reveals to the dictator that he's been in contact, and that Rosie's going to be at the dance in a Caribbean. Uh, all right, in, first in a of Caribbean. All, in a Caribbean. How do we pronounce the word Caribbean? Hey, Emma, that's something I've always asked myself. We're not going to get because into that because the way that they pronounce in this movie, I'm going to say is incorrect. Is it either? Do they not do Caribbean or Caribbean? They don't do either. They're like Caribbean. That is, I, it's very shortened, and I think, I wish I could hear it again right now to do Selena Gomez's impression of it. It's not Caribbean. They do not say or it like Caribbean. that. Or Caribbean. They don't say either. They don't roll it. It's, it's messed up, and everyone says it incorrectly. Emma, there's, Emma, there's bigger problems this movie has. But, so Elegante reveals that she'll be, the princess is going to be wearing a Caribbean blue dress, and then when the dictator leaves, he's like, oh, but I have two dresses to finish. So we find out he's still on the side of good, I guess. So, so Carter's whole plan is that she gets Ellen, the bus driver, involved and teaches all of the girl, like, the, I'm just going to say it, not as attractive girls. The loser the girls or whatever it is to be princesses. Cause why that Chelsea but, has slighted. Yeah, to teach them to be princesses. Why do they need to be princesses? Why because are they doing, why are they doing this, like the, the book walking because thing? Because this movie's message is that every girl secretly wants to be a princess, Emma. Or is a princess. I don't, it made no sense right. to me. So, and again, they specifically... Like, yes, give them give them makeovers. Go makeover montage round two. You know how I love a good montage. Yes. Like, I want to see it. But why... Why do they have to learn how to like walk properly as well? No sense. Makes no sense. But uh, yeah, Helen comes in, does all their makeup and everything, and hands them masks. And my first thought was, oh, okay, I guess it's masquerade. I guess. Nope. And no- yeah, that was an incorrect thought. By yes, you. they arrive at this dance, and Chelsea specifically goes masks. No one said anything about masks. Which is crazy. They look insane. They, like, Why are they all... They look like murderers. Yeah. It looks like the fucking purge. It's creepy They're as all hell. rolling off. Like, it's... I get... Like, it'll become important that she's wearing a mask later, but, like... Why not have Homecoming be masquerading? Like, yeah, then? it's entirely the narrative's fault. Like, this... The whole... Ma- game thing could have been masquerade, but they were like, we're gonna make it a plot point that they're the ones who are just in masks. It's... Insane. Pointless. And then we get some great physical comedy with Chelsea where homecoming's not going how she expected. She falls in the grass. And then I knew, I saw this happening from a mile fucking away where she falls in the grass, Donnie ignores her, and I was like, oh, some nerd is going to try to help her out. But she had like this line that happens in every original movie where like the popular girl is like slighted or falls mm-hmm. down or in most movies gets covered in frozen yogurt. And then like some nerdy nice guy tries to help her and she's like, get 
me. That's exactly what happens. That's beat for beat. And that is exactly what happens. Line for line. So Edwin is the nerd, by the way. So we cut to the dance and the girls be dancing and getting their party on. And my two my just having fun. And my two special, special dance boys come in, who are the freshmen from earlier, who just start freaking getting their crunk on in front of Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez. Jesus, probably, say get probably your because it's, it's not even something people say. I, I, it's 2009. I'm, I'm trying to be hit. Uh, so they, <laughs> this is probably the greatest night of these young actors' lives that they get to dance with Demi Lovato okay, and Selena Gomez. Okay, so they're dancing with these two, and then Donnie swoops in and says a line which I literally thought was so bizarre. I wrote it down. Was that? He's like, okay, freshman. I can I take, can it, take from it from here. here. Yeah. I and then I have written, aren't you fucking sophomores? You're one year older than these. If they're freshmen, you are no, one that's, year older. No, that's no, that's what them. I'm saying. I'm like ninety percent sure he he's a senior and Ed's a senior too because he there's a line where he says he's a senior. And okay, so are we assuming that if Demi and Selena are sixteen, the male leads are older. It, they're at least they're, they're at least like, maybe they're eighteen. I don't know. Okay, whatever. It's that not, would make sense why he'd be driving her to school. Like maybe she's not; she doesn't have her license yet. But she's six. I, well, whatever. It's not important. But Donnie walks up, and instead of going to Rosie, because apparently that's a lost cause now, even though he's an asshat and doesn't know what a lost cause is. Uh, yeah, goes up, he all of a sudden he, he goes up to Carter goes and just starts Carter. And just starts like holding her hand, and then she just looks at him and goes. No. And like, even though he didn't say anything, which I thought was weird. Um, she's like a Megan Trader. Like, my name is... No. Yeah. That's not and she, and no, she's like... I th- he's like, no. I thought we had something. Carter. Because he says her name now because he knows it. And then, haven't you been in love with me since the third grade? Yeah. Haven't you been waiting for this for like the third grade? Now you know her name and her deepest, darkish wish out of where, you fucker? It's, where did this come from? It's right the hell out of nowhere. It's really, really weird. <laughs> It's it's insane. He immediately it's, goes from being questionable brain injury to the all-knowing, an all-knowing being. The, no, the all-knowing asshat. Let's be real. Again, okay. I don't want to lose sight. This guy is an asshat. He's a horrible dude. And I don't want to lose sight of what we need to be talking about this dance is, about at this dance, is that this plan is in. See. We'll, we'll get back to the plan, but let's finish up the emotional arc between Donnie and That's Carter. done. She's like, no, goodbye. She's, you didn't Yeah, she you says, before I put on this dress, you, I couldn't even remember my name. So you don't deserve me, Even though Elegante's dresses compared to the original two dresses from the thrift shop are fugly. Fugly. They're also wearing full elbow length gloves, which yes. in my mind is a sin equating that of murder. <laughs> I hate gloves. Like, okay. So she doesn't even look that good. Her hair looks whack as shit. And mm-hmm. she's like, she straight up pulls a princess diary. Emma, this is, like, Emma, this is you, a fashion you, corner. You didn't see me when I was invisible. Like, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I done. Get out of here. This guy was phoning in the entire performance. His and something, really something I just want to touch on really quick is that we cut to the bathroom with Chelsea and Brooke. And apparently Brooke decides to be nice now. Like Brooke been, grows a backbone out of nowhere. No, not just a backbone. And has a complete character turnaround based no on reason. no events. None. Not, like, there's not anything that happens. She doesn't have like a moment with Rosie where like, like which yeah. would make sense if Rosie like showed her genuine kindness and she was like, oh my god, this is what a friend should be. There's nothing. There's had nothing. this had this happened after Chelsea and Brooke had a falling out, and then Brooke was the and then uh, Chelsea was the one 
who discovered Rosie was a princess and everything, it would make some sense that she's, like, nice now if, like, right, her and Rosie had a scene. But then Brooke goes into this whole diatribe about how she doesn't deserve to be a princess because she's not nice or charitable. And princesses are supposed to be of outstanding moral character. And I'm just At like, At this point, what? you've been so dumb. Like, do you know what charitable yeah. means? Like, and your also, character goes through this crazy turnaround that makes no sense. And also, why isn't Rosie the one giving this speech about what it means to be a princess? Thank that you. Is like, I, Thank I you. Never, why is this happening in a bathroom with only two of our characters? And as a man, I never thought I would get that heated about a sentence. That yeah, you were very upset about her not being a real, true and blue princess. And so we quickly realize that Magnus Kane, General Kane, is at this dance because apparently he has to kidnap this girl personally. Personally. Don't send <laughs> someone to do your kidnapping for you. Come by yourself. Right. And it's a small army. And so she, he sneaks into the thing under the guise of being security and walks up to Carter because, again, he thinks the princess is the one in the Caribbean blue dress. And That's how they're saying it. That's how they're saying it. Caribbean. And isn't it Caribbean? Caribbean it's blue? Caribbean or... Car- well, I think both, but I think Caribbean is the pronounced, pronounced correct one. And so Carter, sensing that, like, it, we've been here for too long, tells everyone to put on their masks. Again, even though this is not a masquerade day. And what in the fuck is the plot of the masks? It's not like they're going to do a switcheroo and, like, someone else is going to go up and get the crown. Like, why the fuck are they all wearing masks? Because I think the idea is to make it look so that it's not like the princess is the only one wearing a mask for no reason and have them question her identity. I know. I get it in the guise of Carter's plan, but how did she? Why did? How? What was her selling point to the other less attractive dodos of this class? Was she like, "We're all just gonna wear masks for fun"? Like, I do not understand. And then put on our masks, bitch. Why? We already made our grand entrance. Oh, that that reminds me. I'm sorry. We did skip over something. We're gonna need to circle back to real quick. Margaret shows up again and gets her last couple lines in this movie. Which is, thank you guys so much. I've never realized I could feel so beautiful. And I just went, Margaret, you deserve to feel beautiful. Like, you're great. Margaret Margaret's is the best character. beautiful. Margaret's going to run a hedge fund one day and they can all S her D. Like, that's the real thing. <laughs> Margaret's the best. But Rosie, but I'm sorry, Carter is taken by the dictator because he thinks she's the princess. Um, and Rosie is elected homecoming queen. Yes. Which makes no sense because I thought she was forced to drop out. But apparently not, because she still gets elected. Oh my god, you're right. Like, what was the point of having her intimidate her about dropping out? I never realized that. she still gets elected. I didn't realize that. How is that possible? She was like, you'll give up your crown. She's like, okay, yeah. How did she still win? And then I thought Rosie was going to, I thought Chelsea was going to stand up and be like, everyone, Rosie's actually a princess. And then I realized, no, wait, everyone would just be like, huh, cool. Awesome, it's, cool. Like, it's, it's insane that she still wins. And then she quickly realizes that Carter's, she goes up and accepts, and even like, though she Carter, should not be she gives a weirdly emotional speech. Carter, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being my friend. Love you, love you, love you. And Carter, then she where re- the fuck are you? Yeah, and realizes Carter's gone. And then she gets down because Carter is not in the in the crowd. And then Margaret gets her last line in the movie, which is, that was so beautiful, Rosie. Uh, and, like, just complimenting her. And then Margaret's gone, and it makes me sad. Uh, but then we see Rosie go out to the pool, and Kel- Chelsea freaking loses her mind. She goes full psycho and demands that Rosie give her the crown, even though having the crown and does not also, make you... Okay. It is 
funny to watch the villain go into a swimming pool as she does yes. fall when we, Rosie yes. chases her with the crown and pulls it away. Even though she acts like it's an accident, even though it definitely wasn't. Yes, and it definitely wasn't, but like also like we've seen this point that like Rosie doesn't give a shit about all this. Rosie has bigger fish to fry. Her mom's on the fucking guillotine chopping block. She's yep. trying to like prevent an international incident. Why does she give a shit? Just give her the fucking plastic crown. Yeah, you have a real crown at home. She, she like she like waves the crown and then like loves it over a pool and then Chelsea's like ah and then falls into the pool. And yeah, you're right. There's no reason that she should want this crown. She has a crown of her own. Okay, that's real and so people. then I want to point out that Selena is like led through a helipad. Selena? That's what I call her from Beauty and the Beast, where the Nicki Minaj refers to her as Selena. Um, Beauty and the Beat. I'm sorry. Um. She is led to a helipad through, like, a series of underground tunnels and kitchens and ladders and shit. Because what, because what public high school in Louisiana doesn't have a helipad? Yeah, that's and, something we didn't bring up. This movie has a weird obsession with helicopters. There's, like, five. And, yeah. And so the, she's led through a helipad, to a helipad, through, like, this insane tunnel. There's, like, a whole thing that, throughout Demi's whole speech, Selena's running, like, a mm-hmm. fucking we mouse in a maze with, um, Senor... Crazy pants. And Demi then is after, on the hunt after Selena and is looking for her. And finds and her in five seconds. Five seconds. Almost immediately. With no direction. Mm-mm. There's no there's no meet, there's no point of interaction of her with like a service staff member who's like, hey, well, go that way. Like she nope. immediately is she on the helipad in the thick of it. Like it's it's stupid. You're right. It's crazy. And she walks out as Selena's being led to the helicopter and goes, and he's like, the princess. Uh, and, he's, and she's like, what are you doing? The plan was working perfectly. Was it and, though? Was, you were about to get kidnapped. Like, yeah, again, there's no end game. And then she's just like, okay, I'm going to be kidnapped now. Bye. Bye. Like, doesn't even try to run. Peace. Or anything. And then they open the door of the helicopter, and who's in there but the director Major of the PPP and Major Mason, which, you're right, my first thought was, wait, the dad's in on the plan? Like, yes. he was supposed to be my waiting in the helicopter? My first thought is, I, I literally was like, okay, so I have a note here that's like, this plan is insane, this is a mm-hmm. terrible plan, you're a moron, the notes on the dance, dance, and dance, and then I go, oh, okay. I literally wrote, oh, okay, that was a legit plan. You told your dad. You're like, I'm gonna let him capture me, so you be on the, your fucking guard. And, like, you get get to us first, you know? That would make sense. So then you can arrest sense. them for kidnapping. That, that and would that make would be sense. Six- and then you're like, and you're like, oh, fuck, yes, Selena, you nailed it. And then all of a sudden, everything, he's arrested. You're like, yes, that actually was legit. And then there's a conversation that happens between Major Mason and his daughter, Selena Gomez mm-hmm. Carter, Blue Ivy Carter. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe you did that. You, that was wild. Like, I, you just, that was so reckless. Why wouldn't you tell me? I'm like, you just happened to show up there? Yeah, he just happens to be in the helicopter. Why would you not tell him? You guys are supposed to be pals. You were pals. And one of my favorite moments in this movie is the president, the dictator, runs away. Just like, oh crap, I'm out. Because again, no one has guns and he can't shoot them. Mm-hmm. And all of it, again, all of his soldiers just get shoved off. No guns, no nothing. Just shove. Shoving and is the military force of this movie. Yes. And the dude, literally the dictator, runs up some stairs and then looks behind him and is like, Ha ha, I've escaped. He literally has a moment to himself where he's just like, Ha ha, yes, I'm free. And then Mason tackles him to the ground from out of nowhere. Yeah. It's great and hilarious. And, and scene. But for all the wrong reasons. And yes. So then she goes up to the dad and is like, 
you, I'm in so much trouble, whatever. And then Chelsea walks up, dripping wet, and is like, I want my crown. Oh my god. She's insane. And then she just takes it off of Selena's head and goes, and and Demi's about to go get it back, but then Selena goes, no, she needs it way more more, Oh god. So then it cuts to the crowning of Rosalinda as the queen of Costa Luna. Again, with all the leftover facets from one of the Princess Diaries movies. So this was a semi-legit ending. It's a, yeah. Well, no, let's let's finish this ending first, and we'll talk about the That's what I'm saying. So they end with she's being crowned. And for some reason, Ed's there there for no reason. Which, that's why I'm saying I think that the romance between Selena and Ed, like, the the connection of that was cut for time. Because that would have made sense if at the dance they would have had a moment and, like, made out and now you're supposed to assume that they're dating yeah. so like she would have brought her boyfriend to yes, this crowning ceremony but that's never entirely. addressed so that was dropped dropped. entirely so he shouts out long live queen rosie and everyone's like what huh and then selena does the same thing and then they're like huh what and then the mom translated into spanish and then everyone's like yay and they're all okay happy. so then at this point i'm like my ending is better, first of all. This, like, this is, is not bad, but my ending is better. Like, no. why didn't the dad marry the mom? Like, now, so, like, Selena and Rosie, who are now best friends, are never going to see each other again? Because, like, no, yeah, but, she's here for the crowning ceremony, and I'm like, but, what the fuck? But. So, wait, this movie, so it goes to the crowning, they're showing Rose Petals on her, and then it freeze frames on Selena's face, and you're like, okay. Great. End of movie. Decom, decom over. Right? You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. You'd be and dead we wrong. Get a, we get a solid black screen. And by the way, it's playing the Two Worlds Collide song. Oh, um, there it is. We get a, we get the fade to black, and then you're like, okay, credits. But no, we get a, a line that reads, one year later. And it reveals that for some goddamn reason, Rosie and Carter are now agents for the Princess uh, Protection Program. And one year later, this now makes them 17. They are 17-year-old secret agents. So yes. still in high school. And, and Rosie is the queen of a country. Why is she going out and doing these missions? Well, how much missions? free time does she have? And yeah, and she gives a cute line when they're like, oh, she's like, can we go somewhere warm? I'm still, my feet are still frozen after you sent us to Helsinki, which I don't think Finland has princesses, but whatever. And what? then she's like, Carter, you can be such a princess. And she goes, something wrong with that? Ha 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 because they did it now, on... she used to hate being a princess, but now she realizes that being a princess is amazing, and she's just not, she's so much more. And then they put on sunglasses and walk out into the sun, and walk arm in arm Jesus on this vague island. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I messed through something. I fucking hate that ending. It makes it's, no sense. Like, it makes, it's right the hell out of nowhere, makes no sense with the overall narrative, well, the, the, the fact of the matter is that the thing that I liked least about this movie was that the Princess Protection was an actual agency. Yeah. And then they felt the need to hammer that home. And then yep. end on that. Like, as we said, everything good was dropped and everything bad was driven into our minds. Like, hammered home. And yeah, and again, much like this movie's again, going along with the movie's obsession with helicopters, it ends as a helicopter flies over the seas. And it's... The craziest thing. Over Puerto like, Rico. Uh, over Puerto Rico. But Puerto Rico. Like, literally, the movie ends and then goes longer for some reason. Like, Ugh. it's literally... It, the scene is less than a minute, and it makes has no bearing on the plot, gives you no sense of finality, and give, makes no sense with what we've learned about these characters. None. Nothing, nothing and, like, sets it up. And, like, their ages and their lives, but okay. 
End of movie. Nothing is resolved, and the movie ends. PPP. Done and wrapped. (sighs) So, two down, I guess. How do we want to wrap this up, man? Well, here's what I was thinking we could wrap this up. Because as we stated early in the show, our last episode went a little long, so we didn't really have time to really give a lot of analysis on it. So I thought what we could do is we're going to introduce a new a secondary goal to this D, to this D comedy journey we're on, which is we're going to try and rank all the Disney Channel original movies that we've watched in terms of not in terms of how good they are, in terms of how entertaining they are, because good and entertaining are two different things. So Emma, what's more entertaining, Prince of Production Program or Smart House? This, a hundred percent. I disagree. If only because there was a makeover montage, <laughs> and I got to watch. Selena Gomez's eyebrows. Because listen, Smart House was bad. It was bad. bad. It was bad. It had bad moments, but it's still a heck of a fun, a heck of a lot of fun to watch. So was PPP, the triple P, man. It was fun. I I disagree. P squared did not resonate with me. And P squared made me, that's not squared, it's P, what's three? Oh, P cubed. P cubed. P cubed, I clearly nailed math. See, see, audience, I got a math thing right. P cubed made me cry. Smart house made me angry. (laughs) Emma, you're a 23. Because Ryan Merriman was an asshole. Emma, you're a 23-year-old woman. I'm honestly appalled at the fact that you cried at this movie. I liked the main characters in this movie better. They were more sympathetic. Like, I don't want this white boy problem. Like, Rosalinda had an actual struggle she was fighting. Carter was terrible. I'll give the movie credit. The characters are written much better than Smart House. But the overall story is they're pretty much both written poorly. Like, they're both bad. Okay. Would you watch it again? I would not. (laughs) I would. Which is why I give it to Smart House. I might. I might. Because Smart House is fun to watch for the, like, oh my gosh, this movie, right, factor. But Prince of Protection Program was just like, ugh. And again, maybe it's the little maybe it's the little brother in me that just makes me hate it. But I also think that I identify with this movie in a stronger way that you can. Like they are sixteen in this movie, in an era when I was sixteen. Like why this was my le- like I identify with it very strongly. I see them wearing like scarf headbands and boob grazing cardigans, and I that was me. I I identify with them. I see them envying a girl in a VW Bug convertible, and I. I was there, and I it takes me back. Take it takes you back. me back to time. Do 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 do. Take you back. All right, shut the fuck up. Um, um, so let's play a quick. Let's play a quick head to head because there's some things we could compare in this movie. So this is a little segment I've decided to dub head to head, where we're going to compare these movies or things late or just things that we want to compare. So who's the who's the worst dad, Nick or Mason? Nick. Terrible. Terrible. Nick is just a legit bad dad. Mason's trying, kinda. But Nick's worse. Okay. Bad. Bad father. Who's more robotic? Pat or Demi Lovato? Demi Lovato. Yeah. (laughs) The actual robot. Pat is more human than Demi Lovato. Yeah. Her acting in this could have been, like, transported into a movie about an alien that steps that movie that steps like my, from, planet steps from planet weird that if you could have told me that's what she was playing i also we'll, i would have believed it audience will review that someday but that uh, i could have been just transplanted into that movie and i would not have noticed okay which all right more plot holes smart house or this movie smart house i'm gonna say tie honestly I there's think there's, a- there's shit that people do in this movie don't doesn't make any sense and goes but nowhere. But Smart House has legit like giant loopholes where you're like this could be easily avoided. All right, I'll give you I'll give it to you or fixed. 
Alright. Um, like, they make their beds in this movie and then must lie in it. And, like, Carter is just an asshole for no reason. But there's not moments where I'm like, this this doesn't make any sense or it could be easily solved. That's fair. Um, okay, so before we close out, let's do three things. We're going to do a quick round of tag team tagline because this movie has a great tagline that I actually want to talk about. <gasps> oh, I want to hear it. And then we'll do what movie we're doing next month and then we'll plug and then we'll go. So okay. first, Princess Production Program. The tagline for this movie is... Royalty meets reality. Oh, and there it is. Yeah, it's pretty there good. Go. Right? I mean, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's better than the smart I house. I don't. One. I don't hate it. But how could we make it better? Tag team. I went first last time. You go first. Okay, mine is ill-advised bangs meets bad eyebrows. <laughs> um, mine is uh, vaguely racist casting. Okay meets uh (laughs) vaguely racist casting meets horrible horrible acting which kind of rhymes yeah that's not good i apologize that was just bad you need to go sit in a corner and think about what you did i i had a big i had an opener but i didn't have a closer on that Um, okay next time yeah you're just fine okay and also yeah this one doesn't have a bad tagline but um all right so not a very interesting round of tag team tagline, honestly. But unless do you have anything else you want? Do you want to take yours farther, or do you have anything? Else? Um, no, I could <laughs> not. Or the tagline could be, "This is clearly in Puerto Rico." That would be the <laughs> other thing that I would think of, because they do not for disguise it. Or junk, or junkyard jam. Junkyard. Oh, junkyard jam's not bad. But no, that'd be that might be something to do when we get to Camp Rock, where everything ends with jam. But, oh, um, <laughs> final jam. But, uh, Halfway final jam. Yes. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, so now, what movie we're watching next month? As we described... You get episode, to pick. Right. I get to pick. But we're, I, I know this is episode two, and it's a little fast to be changing things up. Next month's October. And if y'all think we're not reviewing Halloween Town, you're out of your y'all goddamn mind. Y'all be tripping. Mind. You're out of your goddamn mind. So next month, we're doing Halloween Town, and then I'll pick for November, unless there's some Thanksgiving-related Disney Channel original movie. Oh, that... I have fully consensus on full consensus on Halloween Town. We gotta do yeah. it. So next month's gonna be Halloween Town, mm-hmm. and every October for the next four years, we're gonna do a Halloween Town movie, because there's four of them. There's four of them. They eventually lose a significant chunk of the actors, but there's four there's of them. There's four of them, man. So... Well, so next month, we're going to do Halloween Town. I'm really excited. And, and if you remember in episode zero, Emma, I'm sure, is excited because that's the movie that caused her se- sexual awakening. It did. <laughs> that troll boy. <laughs> all right. I'm stopping that immediately. All right. Uh, turn me so, off. Okay. No, all right. I'm done. So real quick, uh, I'm just going to plug uh, audioentropy.com, which is an independent podcasting collective set up by some really cool people. Uh, where there's a bunch of really good podcasts that you should listen to. It's like a, they're mostly rewatch podcasts right now, but they're kind of trying to branch out. Uh, they have Totally Reprised, which is a rewatch podcast of Totally Reprised. Nope, of Totally Spies. Totally Spies. <laughs> the, the name of the podcast is Totally Reprised. The name of the um, show. Totally Spies. Spies. Totally Spies. There you go. Uh, they have the Digital Moncast, which is a rewatch podcast of Digimon. Um, they have. My personal favorite, which is a podcast called Teenagers with Attitude, where the hosts are endeavoring to watch every episode of pod- of Power Rangers, and it's very funny. I have been on it, and hopefully we'll be on it again. 
Um, but yeah, it's a great little network. You should check out all their shows. They're very, very funny. Go ahead, Em. Um, follow me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. Um, hot jokes, hot memes, good the times. The dankest of memes. The dankest. And of hey, memes. while you're on Twitter, why don't you follow us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast, um, where you will be guaranteed I will retweet any more hot Disney scoops because we won't be back for a whole other month. And uh, and I will I will send me send me the picture of you and that just post a picture of me in my homecoming yes. dress that is and we would, basically it'll be the one place where you wants can... to wear a homecoming before Jamie Chung throws it in a pile of sludge. Yep. So uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks for coming along for the ride, and uh, don't forget, you're all princesses to us. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and don't forget, you're different. You're a tomboy. <laughs> You're bait girl. And don't forget that there is an agency out there protecting 29 princesses. When you when you lay, a be- lay awake at night wondering how our princesses in this world are going to get to Also, Lucas, uh, I'm sorry. Is I'm sorry. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're stopping. Bye. Bye. Present to you, Queen Rosalinda Marie Montoya Fiore of Costa Luna. Yeah.